7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide, and there is something I have seen that I can never unsee. I think most of us have... <laughs> Um, we'll get to that uh, in a minute here, but, uh, of course, joining us on the program, as always, the one and only rain from four freedoms blog in Washington, DC, the beltway bureau. Good evening. <laughs> it's not going to be okay. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's not. yeah. Oh, it's terrible. It's awful. Listening to everything yeah. we're saying. <laughs> That's so stupid. <laughs> yes, uh, we'll have more on that later. Omarosa, of course. Omarosa, Manigo, but I thought it was Manigault, like John Galt. <laughs> uh, but, and of course, Joe Santorza from Scranton, Pennsylvania, the electric city, the home of our last uh, vice president with a spine, Joe Biden. Uh, welcome to the program. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all fucking okay here in Scranton. Yeah. I'll tell you. <laughs> We're just, just doing great. Just fucking great. Just um, fucking great. And yeah. you know what? It's going to get better. Oh, <laughs> uh, wow. Tell you that. It's <laughs> oh, and also, I, I know there's probably a lot of people that have been talking about this this week, but all I want to do is do this. That asshole Nazi that. Um, uh, uh, who Alison Camarota interviewed the other day? The the Trump uh, Trump loving Nazi from Illinois. All I want to do is this. I just want to say this: Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. That's all that needs to be said. I'm not giving that guy any airtime here. Got so. <laughs> that. That's awesome. Yeah, and also. Why you Nazi bastard? There we go. Um. All right, so we need to start with the shark. <laughs> um, there was something that was captured on film uh, on Friday, and it was uh, one reality star in chief, uh, Donald Trump, climbing up a set of metal stairs to Air Force One <laughs> in the wind. And oh my God. God, when I saw that video, I was sitting, Susan was sitting in the room with me when I saw it. I was like, I was like, ah, oh. and I was like, oh, oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 she was, and she, she even sent Heidi and Rain a message saying, you should hear the noises Ken is making. I was like, oh my God, that's so disgusting. What's going on? So yeah. 
So, so Donald Trump's hair maladies are far more grave than we had suspected. Now I understand. Now I understand why he lets people tug on the front of his hair because he has <laughs> hair up there that used to be down on his neck. <laughs> we don't even know where it used to be, to well, tell you the truth. Oh, <laughs> well, the story the story that I've, I've mentioned on this show uh, a few times is, the, um, is that uh, uh, Ivana, in um, her deposition, her court deposition, when she claimed she was uh, attacked in kind of raped she says you know she she said rape but then she kind of backtracked and said oh well i wouldn't say it was rape in the and no it's rape or it's not rape you know it so rape rape it was mm. just rapish yeah. it was rape adjacent yeah. was, it, it was, was rape before rape? we had to sign that uh that uh, agreement then, yes the non-disclosure yeah, yeah, yeah. then it was sort of like uh well a million bucks a year uh, it's uh, not rape. sure so, so she said that it, that attack was spawned by tr- her recommending a, a cosmetic surgeon who specialized in something known as scalp reduction surgery. <laughs> okay, so this is where um, they cut out part of if you say you're Friar Tuck from Robin Hood's Merry Men. Say it in, 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 uh, you know, just for (laughs) illustration's sake, say you're Friar Tuck and you're like, you know what? I'm really getting sick of that bald spot up there. Could you just cut that out and then pull everything together and stitch it up? (laughs) That's what this surgery is. Now, I thought originally that Donald Trump had the hair on the sides pulled up and that's why it looks so crazy. But now, with the now infamous uh, Marmalade Mudflap video, we now know that all the hair he has grows from the front, and he has to comb around to the back. It's like an opposite mullet. It's all business up front. (laughs) Um, Or it's all party up front, I should say. Um, It's like a landing strip. (laughs) It it, it is, yeah. So, So from my best guess is that what happened is that they, uh, you know, and he, he went into, well, he used to have migraines because of this. And, if, gee, I can't imagine why you'd have migraine headaches if somebody <laughs> cut out part of your scalp and then cinched it up like a fucking hefty bag. Um, you know, <laughs> so, so, this? Oh, so God. They, I, what I'm thinking is they, they pulled the skin f- forward from behind his head. And then, like, don't oh. worry, nobody will ever see you from the back. <laughs> so, unless you run for president, um, and yeah, have to board uh, airplanes in the wind. Now we know why the MAGA hats were. You know, I, I mean, he should have one of those sticking out of his back pocket at all times. After this, that's fucking disgusting. I'm sorry. That's that's. I mean, that that's fail pattern baldness. Um, and, uh, <laughs> uh, he should, he should start backing up those steps. So, yeah, he should, yeah. <laughs> or get one of those chairlift things and he can, just, <laughs> yeah. he can wave with one hand and hold the back of his head with the other. Um, yeah. so, uh, I also came up with a new term, uh, MAGA, uh, mudflap airborne glue again. Um, 
So uh, there. there's that. And, 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 but just so you know, I know a lot of you have probably watched the video. Um, and the audio is really bad, but fortunately, I have some really miraculous uh, uh, digital audio equipment here that I can clean things up with. So uh, what you're going to hear um, is um, uh, you're going to hear Donald Trump's footsteps in the wind. You're going to hear some, you know, flapping sounds and things like that. And then it, it one mo- you'll and you'll hear the precise moment when when his hair uh, uh, goes up. So here you go. This is a. It took me a lot of time to filter filter this out here. There it was. That's the moment. So <laughs> I think I heard it. I heard it. I think I know the exact, <laughs> the exact moment when it happened. Yeah. So uh, exclusive audio to turn up tonight with Kenny Pig. I, I uh, really, really spent a lot of time <laughs> cleaning that up and, and bringing that uh, to you. One, 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 let's hear it one more time. Yep. There it was. <laughs> yep. You zero you zeroed in on the yeah. exact moment. Sure, just lots of amplification. I can hear it. Yeah, mhm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just... yeah it's great. <laughs> so, uh yeah, we we had to talk about that first because we knew there were problems there. Oh, yeah. But just like we know there's problems elsewhere. But, oh, oh. You know. <laughs> no problem. No. <laughs> no puppet. <laughs> it's you know, the problem, the problems I'm referring to, you know, the elsewhere, it's probably where he got the rest sure. of the hair. Yeah. It's <laughs> where he got the rest of the hair. Oh, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, there you go. Oh, two buzzers. Uh, yeah, actually, I mean, that's a two buzzer. Yeah, that's I have a, a I do have a new one um, uh, uh, for you. Let me see uh, where I can park this one real quick. Here you go. Here's it. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the old, it's a, <laughs> that's the it's old a shark a- buzzer. It's the the eight bit video game error noise. Yeah, there. <laughs> it sounds. It actually sounds like three short charts. Yeah, say sure. that real quick. Yeah. Three short charts. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's anyway. been giving me this buzzer a lot lately on the clown car. He's, oh well, you know, you probably <laughs> yeah, had a comment. I've been a bad boy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, that we we had to start off uh, again with the legendary uh, the the ballad of the marmalade mudflap. <laughs> Ride like the wind, mudflap. <laughs> every time I see it, it's still disturbing. I know. It's just. I mean, seriously, those noises I made on the show were a pretty close approximation to the actual my actual reaction when I first saw it. And <laughs> the vanity of him. Look, if you're bald, you're bald. It's okay. Yeah. Be bald. Yeah. Me, me uh, and really? a friend, my best friend have, have a pact. Oh, it's going back 30 years that if we ever start the comb over, mm-hmm. that the other one is supposed to shoot the other one right between the eyes. Oh, okay, Jesus. <laughs> you, you, could, you could just sedate the other person and shave their head. No, yes. no, it's, it's a kill shot. <laughs> kill oh, shot. So. No, we, we made a pack. It's a kill shot. Oh, geez. Uh, Once we see this comb over, boom, that's it. All right, so let's end this out by one one more uh, tribute, uh, the ballad of the uh, the uh, Marmalade Mudflap. <laughs> yep, there it went. There it went. Straight up. Mm-hmm. I heard it. <laughs> 
fucking thing was going to go into Earth orbit if it <laughs> if that last little bit of Aquanet didn't catch it. <laughs> I, well, yeah, I think he's they lucky it didn't catch in like a little whirlwind and started spinning around the top of his head. It would have lifted him up and taken him away. Or if it he could work off with the uh, with the uh, Falcon Heavy with that thing. Yeah. Oh, him and I Falcon Heavy could have took off. So we should have started a Kickstarter to have him put in the car instead of Rocket Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just that the would wig. be great. Just the wig, so, just the scalp. You know, if it would have blown much further, it would have been sucked into the engine of the uh, of you know Air Force One. Um, so, <laughs> so could you imagine if alien alien civilization got our got our Voyager and that that mud flap was on it? <laughs> they would never come here. They would never come here. No. Oh, you know uh, what it they, would sound like if it, if it went out into space, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, r- landed right on a UFO windshield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what the hell is that thing? Uh, <laughs> I wonder if anybody's going to make fun of me for saying a UFO windshield. <laughs> with all of our sci-fi fans. Uh, it's a view screen. It's a portal. Um, <laughs> saucer. Starcraft. Um uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. Speaking of uh, aliens, uh, one Omarosa, because she's oh. from out of space. She's so crazy. Um, yeah. Omarosa, Manigault, whatever, Manigault. Mm. Um, it, it, you know that that it, I, I love. She's like, I'm I'm going to have a story to tell when I leave the White House, and I'm going to write a book. And and then we made the joke earlier this year. Right around the first of the year, um, you know, right when uh, Fire and Fury was coming out, and I was saying, I, I was joking around saying, Omarosa's probably pissed because she wanted to put the book out, you know, and, and this guy got to, you know, um, uh, Michael Wolf, Michael Wolf, is that his name, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, she, uh, he beat her to the punch. So, what better thing to do than to go on to Celebrity Big Brother on CBS? And this is her. I don't even know the guy she was with. I don't know who any of these people are on the show. I think one of them was in a crappy pop band from the '90s that I hated. Um, but I only and I only know Omarosa from you know her Trump orbit. So my apologies to any celebrities who are quote unquote celebrities on that show. If you happen to stumble upon upon this, and I don't you know your name, it's nothing against you. It's everything against reality TV, and you shouldn't be part of it. Um, but, uh, but thankfully we got this from Omarosa. Here's, uh, again, you know, her whispering, whispering about this. I felt like it was like a call to duty. I felt like I was serving my country, not serving him. Whenever was it accepting sense. a political appointment? It was always about the country. What is he going to tweet next? Does anybody say to him, what are you doing? I mean, I tried to be that person and then all of the people around him attacked me. It was like, keep her away. Don't give her access. Don't let her talk to him. And it's like, and Bach is there, Jared's there. And it's, should we be worried? we are worried but i need you to say no it's gonna be okay Okay. no it's gonna not be okay it's not no shit (laughs) (laughs) 
Thank you. Oh, shit. Friggin' kidding me. Yeah. Uh, really? Sorry. Really? Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Omarosa. I tried. Uh, <laughs> I tried so hard. I tried. I was trying to be a patriot. She is a sleazy, sleazy woman. She is. She yes. is a dirt bag. She is an yes, absolute I love, fucking dirt bag. I love her snuggie. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think. So, in fact, I, I hear they're they're sold out now since yeah, that episode. And living in Long Island. Uh, thank you for bringing this up. Uh, uh, remember when she was pitching Trump's enemies list? Yeah, well, if you all remember the um, Frontline special from, I think it was right around the election, yeah. where they had half of it Trump and half of it Hillary, and Amorosa in that episode said, all those enemies, you will bow down on your knees to him. Yeah, I think I mm-hmm. have that. I think I have that. Uh, let me, Rosa, uh, I can't have too much Amorosa, unfortunately. Um, yeah. Yeah. This woman uh, pr- putting herself up there on the cross like some martyr and asking other people to take her down please but she she wasn't on a cross she was in a snuggle no, she I was all com- comfy whispering whispering in her snuggie so nobody could i wonder if that's the one with the hands that you could like wear you know those those ones that you put your hands through i don't know man mm. joe you looked at that video far too closely the blanket I, you wear. she was all on the snuggie there <laughs> I, just, I don't even know she was wrapped anyway. up Anyway, I, I love I love this. This is kind of long, and I generally never play Chuck Todd stuff, but Chuck Todd did a nice rant about this in addition to a lot of other things going on, including, uh, which we'll talk about, um, uh, we'll talk about later uh, about different aspects of it, but I do want to say uh, Rain and Susan and Heidi had a good conversation about the Rob Porter stuff on Resistor Sisters. Uh, that story broke on Wednesday. They talked about it and other stuff. And, of course, Michelle was uh, their first guest. Um, and uh, that'll air at 10.15 tonight, right after Turn Up the Night. But uh, we will talk about that more later. But Chuck Todd, I think, touches on this a little bit in this. But I, I will give Chuck Todd credit. I still don't like him. I still think he's an asshole. But mm-hmm. what he put together in one little like two minute rant was pretty impressive spinning out of this omarosa thing i'm not going to go full howard beale here but it's close it feels like we've reached a level of crazy in this white house and it's difficult to take it anymore reality tv appearances tabloid gossip conspiracy theories name calling vulgarities and a level of egomania few have ever seen in washington and that's saying something it's like we're living inside a parody from three years ago consider what would happen if donald trump became president Omarosa would probably work in the West Wing, and then she'd leave to go on Big Brother to dish about administration secrets. Ha ha ha! Oh wait, that actually happened on Big Brother Celebrity Edition. Now let's leave aside the fact that Omarosa made those comments on a show named after George Orwell's dystopian surveillance state. Folks, we're not even surprised by this stuff anymore. Just think about what we've seen or endured in the last 13 months of this presidency. The Twitter battles, with a rival nuclear power, members of his own party, the special counsel, TV host, a gold star widow, the Justice Department, mayors, senators, governors, our allies, and many people in between. How about the conspiracy theories? Obama wiretapped me, I won the popular vote, Russian meddling's a hoax, the deep state, Justice Department, and who knows? Maybe the Access Hollywood tape is a fake too. The immorality, racist language about immigrants from asshole countries, defending neo-Nazis, endorsing an accused child molester for U.S. Senate. The ego, the dear leader style cabinet meetings, talk of a military parade, the inaugural crowd sizes, alternative facts, bragging about his election win, 
all the time, from the, the CIA memorial wall to the Boy Scout Jamboree. How about the vulgarities? The White House communications director publicly accusing another White House advisor of trying to, shall we say, perform a sex act on himself. Other advisors constantly dishing about their own president, including a cabinet secretary reportedly calling him a moron. How about the cliffhangers saying, tune in next time to see what happens on NAFTA, staff shakeups, Oval Office recordings, talking to Mueller, a government shutdown, even nuclear war. And then there's the tabloid fodder. Who's sleeping with who in the White House? His now public affair with a porn star or a porn supporting actress, allegedly paying her off to keep quiet. And then just this week, White House Staff Secretary Rob Porter resigned after allegations surfaced on a British gossip site, no less, of domestic abuse involving two ex-wives. And the White House statements defending him came from a press shop run by the woman he's rumored to be dating. All of this is the legacy of our country's first reality TV star president, where everything is personal and it's all about the show. Yeah, uh, Trojan Rabbit's not letting Chuck Todd off the hook, though. <laughs> no. Uh, uh, I'm and, and, Trojan. And, and I, I'm not either. I'm not either. But, uh, again, just to hear him pack all that in in one epic little two-minute rant yes. was was refreshing. Mm-hmm. But I, um, know. I read a tweet this afternoon that just cracked me up, and I didn't know that it was based on this. Um, the tweet was... Um, it sounds like Chuck Todd is listening to a television show that we've all been watching, but he's only on season two. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a, uh, yeah, I like that's that. Good. That's uh, nice. yeah. So yeah, you know, again, you know, this was the guy who said he didn't know it to anybody to explain what the Affordable Care Act was. That that was a you know, well, all you got to do is report on it. You know, that's kind of yeah. He he said long time ago that he doesn't feel like it's his job to correct lies. Oh yeah, yeah, that's what it was. Um, so and, and yeah, and yeah, if, it was a good rant, but you know, dude, where have you been? Yeah, yeah. I live so. inside the bubble. I live inside the Beltway. Yeah, it's yeah. insane out here, man. Another, it another is. one is yeah. is Joe Joe Scarborough. You know, for for all the uh, the way he, I mean, the show is nonstop Trump bashing now, but boy. You know, it's hard. It's hard to 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 forget. You know how he gave him so much. Not airtime. so hard, Mika. Not nothing too hard, Mika. Yeah, um, you know, nothing I, too hard. I think, and this is yeah. not an excuse. And I think this is all of their biggest mistakes was to not take this guy seriously. They all assumed Hillary would win, mm-hmm. and I feel like I hope the lesson is: don't take anything for granted anymore. Going forward, don't. Yeah. Yes, Trump was a freaking joke. He still is. So, but yeah. I don't think they it's, thought he was going to win. He, it's, it's even more insidious than that. These people, for a, for more than a decade, for two decades, have playing this this both sider thing where they're they're afraid to to that they can't say anything or correct anything because then they they're going to be uh, you know shut out of the White House or shut out of having people on. And they've been been letting the the Republican Party have a pass for the last fifteen and twenty years, and it all built up to this. Donald Trump is nothing more than the Republican Party's id, exposed. Yeah, yeah I won't True. disagree. So, um, but anyway, um, nothing more to add really to the Chuck Todd thing. Yes, again, I'm not a fan. Uh, you know, I I just uh, thought it was a good rant. Uh, but again, it was you a good know, rant. it's it's it's. Uh, 
there's still a lot of unforgivable shit from the media. Again, Morning Joe, perfect example. Uh, but uh, somebody who never needs to seek for my seek my forgiveness for anything is Stephen Colbert. <laughs> he had uh, something to say um, about Omarosa being on reality TV, talking about the Trump administration like this. Under Donald Trump, terrifying news comes from the darndest places. The latest is from tonight's new episode of Celebrity Big Brother, only CBS. But I don't have to tell you, because you all watched it, right? We talked uh, about this. Okay. No. I'm going to check one day. You're going to be embarrassed. Now, it's funny as hell. one of the celebrity roommates on this season's Celebrity Big Brother is former White House advisor and woman with some notes for the guy making her salad, Amarosa <laughs> Manigo Newman. Amarosa was dishing about her White House job with her roommate, Ross Matthews, and it did not sound like a happy experience. I was haunted by tweets every single day. Like, what is he going to tweet next? Oh, really? <laughs> Oh, really? You were haunted? <laughs> Out here, it's been the Trumpityville horror. Also, Omarosa, pro tip. When you're on a reality show, whispering doesn't really work. Trump can still hear you. I'm into that. I'm in. I mean, seriously. Ah, I did not see that or hear that, so I wasn't trying to crib that whisper joke. Oh, oh, okay. That's funny. So yeah, so uh, uh, we always collide with with humor with Colbert, uh, you know, because it's I mean, because again, this shit writes itself. It's so absurd. Um, You know, I mean, the simple act of repeating this stuff is like comedy gold, you know, Um, just by putting your own little flourish on it or mud flap, as it were. Um, (laughs) Yeah. And here, here's part two of Colbert talking about uh, Omarosa. The most upsetting part was this exchange about the state of the nation. Should we be worried? Uh, don't say that. Because we are worried, but I need you to say, no, it's going to be okay. Okay, no, it's going to not be okay. It's not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I believe you. I had an inkling things weren't going to be okay when Trump hired Omarosa to work in the White House. (laughs) That is some depressing stuff for advertisers to follow. No, we're not going to be okay. Big Brother brought to you by New Fruit Persanax. It's like Novocaine for your brain. Yum and num. (laughs) Fruit Burst Xanax. Yum and num. I like that. We'll give another amen for that. And another shot. Uh, yeah, so that was, uh, that was nice. That was nice. Oh, Foxfire is back with us in the chat. That's nice. So, so long, long time I, I've said this on my Facebook page. I got to ask everybody out there. Do y'all think that Amarosa went to Trump U for her acting lessons? Um, possibly. Trump University. Go pricks. Go pricks. Yeah. <laughs> that was some bad acting. <clears throat> yes. Uh, mm. really oh, hi, Mark. Bad. I, yeah. I still like the comforter. The the snuggie. I it was a snuggie. A snuggie. Yeah. It, well, I, I don't know if it was the one with the arms though. Mm. You know where you can stick your arms through. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinated yeah. that you looked that closely to know that it's a snuggie. Wow, it's, it it's looked arm- like grandma's drapery. It's Armorosa. You know. I have a crush. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a joke. 
Okay. Uh, See, I, I, I knew sure. that. No. I knew that. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's li- let's listen to a nice song uh, from from Bobber. Uh, uh, <laughs> Bob will be joining us, of course, uh, as he sits in uh, once again for P.S. Mueller while Pete's out on extended hiatus. Uh, but uh, I guess um, maybe for Omarosa, we'll play "She Won't Let Go." Oh, so uh, of that Snuggie. That's okay. I think it's okay. Okay. Thanks for so. the music, Bobber. You, you won't Thank be able to hear up. me. Bobber won't be able to hear me because I'm whispering. No, I can't hear you either. Okay, I thought what? so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can Our, hear you guys. Shit. All right. I we'll, can hear you guys. Well, I got to fix this. We'll be right back right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Occasionally, I get a jerk like you here, so thank you. KennyPick.com.
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here on Indie Media Weekly. Thanks for supporting truly independent media right here on Indie Media Weekly. Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of the Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. Tune in for the Tim Coromall Show on Indie Media Weekly Radio, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly Radio. IndieMediaWeekly.com Extraterrestrial Radio, all the power without the tower. Get ready for the fastest two hours in radio. Listen to Paul's Memory Bank live every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern right here on Indie Media Weekly. Your DJ, Paul, will serve up a mix of classic rock, pop, and novelty music all tied together with a weekly theme. That's Paul's Memory Bank every Monday from 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern exclusively on Indie Media Weekly. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh my God! They've killed Kenny! You bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. Uh, everybody glue their hair pieces down. Uh, we are back uh, with lots more of the weekend edition Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. And, of course, joining me, as always, Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. I can hear you. Oh, I'm sorry. I should have whispered. Uh, And, of course, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to the program. Hi. I I don't think she's there, Joe. I can't hear a thing. You know, it sounds like she's talking through a, a comforter. Or a, oh, uh, it's a, a, snuggie. a snuggie. A snuggie. It's a snuggie. Damn it! It's, it's a, a snuggie. snuggie God okay. Damn it! Yeah. Well, talk <laughs> talk through the arms so I can hear you. Yeah. God damn it! I heard that. Can you hear this? <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like Bobber's trying to smother you. <laughs> well, don't do that, Bobber. Do you blame him after me doing an Omarosa imitation? <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> it's hard to forgive. Yeah. So uh, I want I want to play a little bit of audio uh, regard. Oh no no shit! I forgot about this for our uh, Omarosa thing. Here's the official White House statement from Sh- uh, Russia. Uh, Russia. Apparently, uh, the news has been too debilitating for uh, Sarah Huckabee slanders to talk about. So they sent out the uh, sacrificial lamb, Russia. To talk about uh, the Omarosa thing and and among other things. Omarosa was fired three times on The Apprentice, and uh, this was the fourth time we let her go. Um, she had limited contact with the president while here. She has no contact now. Seriously? Okay, really? 
So this I, is just a, this is just another about. this is just another season of The Apprentice. Yeah, we fired her three times, and this is the fourth time. So this it's is not just a joke. Uh, yeah, I get it. And did you hear somebody oh, laughing at him in the audience there in in the uh, in the yeah. pool in the press pool? That was not us yeah, laughing. I, so let me get this straight: you you fired her three times on The Apprentice, so then you hired her after that into the White House. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just the, only he only hires the best people. The best. <sighs> only the best. Seriously, makes me want to break shit. Whoa! God damn it! God damn it! Yeah. So I, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this new secretary press briefer dude? Do you think he was hired because if you say his name fast enough, it sounds like Russia? Uh, or Russia Shana. Um, Russia. So, <laughs> Russia. Yeah. <laughs> Russia, Russia, Russia. <laughs> it's been my I thought, thought of that. It sounds like Russia. Hire my, under, my understanding is he was hired as the makeup, as uh, Sarah's makeup guy. Oh, no. Oh. No, yeah. he's he's not gay enough. Maybe. I don't well, you, know. don't have to, you don't have to be gay to be a makeup guy. He, he looks like a makeup guy. Well, I think he does. Maybe. Yeah, no, I, think, I, I just think he was. it was my thought process that there was some very bitter gay makeup men. They were bitter at Sarah, and they were like, "Oh, we'll take care of you, honey. We'll make you look good." No, don't worry, honey. Yeah. Well, I want to play a couple bits of audio about. Uh, oh, by the way, uh, the, the, the Rand uh, Rand Paul almost had a, had himself a shutdown the other day. Um, well, he did. Yeah, it, it was a very brief one. But uh, I, I love that yeah. because everybody. I got in this argument with this uh, asshole over, you know. Uh, You'll never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. He's this this idiot t- uh, Trump cultist is, is is trying to convince me that Democrats are tanked in the midterms, all because of uh, the the first government shutdown that it got blamed on Democrats and. That's it. Voters are going to remember that it's Chuck Schumer's shutdown, and and they're sunk. Okay, first of all, yeah, the right. shutdown was pretty short. It really didn't affect a lot of people. And I'm going to tell you one thing right now. When you look at retail politics, people who don't marinate in this stuff all the live long day, people that voted for Trump just because they're like, I saw him on TV. He's all right. Um, you know, the, those people. There's one name they're going to remember when they go to the polls. And that's Donald Trump. They're not going to say, oh, man, that Chuck Schumer, he really ticked me off during that brief shutdown, <laughs> you know. Um, and they're, they're going to go in and they're going to know Trump. And they're going to say, well, who isn't with Trump? And then they're going to say, well, if he's not with Trump, I'll vote for him. I'm not predicting the midterms <laughs> right now, but things are looking good for possibly a blue tsunami. Um, it's looking good so far. Well, you know, we've seen the, the, the canary in the coal mine, as it were, with, the you know, Roy Moore and, you know, failing and, you know, uh, uh, was the Virginia special election that we had. Virginia and also the Missouri State House just yeah. a couple of weeks ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's a, Wisconsin, Wisconsin. Don't forget Wisconsin. Yeah. So, what you know, there there are, uh, you know, there it's the bellwether as it were, you know, and, and so I'm not ready to, to completely predict this. But, you know, the Trump cultists truly believe that every American is just as culty as they are. 
that people memorize names of, of people. I mean, I bet you most of the people who voted for Trump or about 50% of the people who voted for Trump probably couldn't name vice president. Oh, and we'll talk about that piece of shit later. Um, they probably can't name their local representatives. Oh, They're no, deplorable. definitely not. So, but it, so, so I, I just love that argument that, you know, the, the shutdown is going to be blamed, uh, you know, uh, I mean, the shutdown didn't really affect much of anything. The The Democrats saw what the Republicans were going to do and try and lay it all at their feet. And, uh, you know, they, they buckled. A lot of people are upset about it. But politically speaking, it was probably a smart move. And, you know, and I, I don't think everything should be about politics. I think it should be about integrity. But you know what? I can't I can't do shit from where I'm sitting to get people to do what I want them to do. You know, except uh, do this wonderful little podcast and hope that they listen to it. So I personally don't think that the last shutdown was. I I don't think it was on the Dems, but I I get what you're saying. Well, yeah, I'm I'm just saying if anybody's going to suffer, if in retail in retail politics, again, people who don't know the name of everybody, people, you know, nobody's, you know, your your lay voter is not going to know who the fuck Chuck Schumer is. You know, let alone remember his name when it comes time to vote. If people's lives are bad, they're uh, they're going to blame it on the president. If people's lives right. are good, they're going to give credit to the president. That's it. And the, the way the economy's uh, going right now, not so good. And another interesting thing that's going on right now is, well, I, I love this. Rand Paul decided to take a mighty stand. Did he read uh, one fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish? Since Isn't that t- much of a t- mighty stand? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, Ted Cruz took a mighty stand. Yeah. <laughs> Rand Paul um, read the back of the Gattaca VHS tape for his... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. He plagiarized that for a speech. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, but Rand Paul, I, I love this because, um, at the very least, uh, he... he he got the teabaggers all riled up over this. This is him on Cavuto's show. He uh, of the, uh, the who perpetually needs a lozenge, Neil Cavuto on Fox. Well, I'm not advocating for shutting down the government. I'm also not advocating for keeping the damn thing open and borrowing a million dollars a minute. This is reckless spending that is out of control. And, you know, the thing is, is we think when Democrats are in charge that the Republicans are the conservative party. The problem is when the Republicans are in charge, there's no conservative party. And that's kind of where we are now. Someone has to stand up and say, you should spend what comes in. We should balance our ledger. And that used to be what it meant to be conservative. But a lot of so-called conservatives lose their mind once it becomes a partisan thing. And they say, oh, we must govern now. So they govern by giving us massive new debt. And I don't think that's good for the country. I think ultimately it threatens our security, not only our external security, but also the internal foundation of the country is threatened by so so large a debt. You mentioned losing uh, you know, your mind with this, but the president could be losing his mind listening to you say this right now. Uh-huh. That you're- yeah, definitely. Uh-huh. I just love that. He's just like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> I have a question. I have a question for Rand Paul. Yeah, sure. Um, Mr. Paul, I know you're against, you know, spending money we don't have. So, did you uh, vote against that tax bill a few months ago? Uh huh. Snap. Oh. Mm. 
Oh, so that that's spending we like. If we what I've it, come I... to understand, Joe, is that he has a problem with too much spending when it helps the middle class. Or the poor. He doesn't have a problem spending too much when it helps the 1%, like the tax bill. No. Right. I mean, I mean, I mean. Here's a guy that's, uh, you know, people are saying, "Oh, well, at least he's standing for his values." No, he's not. He did because he didn't stand for his values back in December when he voted for that crappy tax bill. Exactly. No. That crappy tax bill, which is making our debt ceiling go up way faster than projected. And I heard McConnell actually had had the guy that beat him up uh, out on work release, so he could beat him <laughs> up again. Should have invited him to the State of the Union. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with clippings, with grass clippings. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bring your lawnmower. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it, it, the hypocrisy with Rand Paul, it, it I've always found it amazing. But in this particular case, he gambled with every federal worker in this country just so he could massage his own ego and try mm-hmm. to look like he's that fiscally responsible guy. Sure. Back home in Kentucky. Yeah, and, and he's it, not. All he did there, uh, uh, really, what I what I like is that what what do they call him? The Liberty Caucus is that what they call him? The the tea bagger caucus, the freedom, the freedom, 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 caucus. Freedom, 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 yeah, caucus. freedom caucus, the, the don't mess around with God's America yeah. caucus. Don't Mark, mess around Mark, Mark Meadows with God's America. <laughs> you had to ask me the butt. Yeah, so. <laughs> I wonder if we have time for for this next clip here. How much time is remaining? Oh, oh, I I got enough Rand Paul. Don't worry. Uh, so, all right. So that's all I have from Rand Paul, actually. Uh, except I want to ask him about the butt. <laughs> you had to ask me the butt. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I love this because uh, Aaron Burnett. You know, like I said, the only good thing about what Rand Paul was saying there is that. Um, probably pissed off Trump, and it, it agitated the teabaggers a little bit. You let this guy take your party over, so you know don't act like you didn't have a fucking hand in it. But uh, this uh, this clip from Aaron Burnett is priceless. Her talking about. GOP hypocrisy. The deal on Capitol Hill involves a lot more spending. And that is, let's be clear, spending of borrowed money. Borrowing by the United States in the first fiscal year of the Trump administration is up a staggering 84% from the last year of the Obama administration. And borrowing, borrowing, borrowing is something President Trump knows a lot about. I'm the king of debt. I'm great with debt. Nobody knows debt better than me. I am the king of debt. I do love debt. I love debt. I love playing with it. Trump, of course, does know debt. He declared bankruptcy for his companies four times. And now Trump and Republicans are borrowing one and a half trillion dollars for the tax cut alone. It is quite an about face for Republican leaders who were so deeply worried about government spending out of control back when Obama was president. Our debt is a threat to this country. We are on the verge of a debt crisis. Our debt, it's already bigger than our economy. Our debt, it's a sign of overreach. It's a sign that the federal government is doing too much. The national debt threatens our way of life. The Democrats' spending spree has brought us to the brink of an economic calamity. Who proposes more spending as a solution to a debt crisis? You do, Senator. 
The Republicans have been doing that now. Mm. It's funny how hypocrisy is. Once Republicans got power in the White House, all the worries about debt, economic calamity, and spending went out the door. The budget deal on Capitol Hill includes $300 billion in new spending in the next two years alone. Yeah. What do you think about it's that? almost like they aren't sincere. It's so crazy. So weird. I mean, I don't <laughs> want to be too judgmental, but... Yeah, it does seem like they're rather insincere about the yeah. debt. Uh, and uh, yeah, so but I, I just loved I loved her setup for that. That was that was pretty great. So good good for you, Aaron Burnett. Um, Joe, looks like you uh you have some breaking yeah. news for everybody. Oh, it's Jesus. a it's a real shocker too. It's a uh, it's a I'm yeah. so stunned. Everybody, sit down, put on your seatbelts. You're in for a rocky ride. But uh, Trump's not going to let that Democratic memo out. No, he's oh, not. wow. No shit. No. no. Well, actually, he would he would have re- sent out a redacted version, but all it was was, like, black bars. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 I wonder so how he, fast that memo is going to drop off at the doors of WAPO. Uh, I don't know. But uh, WAPO is re- also reporting that we had another White House West Wing guy di- uh, leave tonight because of... Uh, Domestic abuse. Speechwriter. Oh, well, what do you know? How about that? It's Shit. not Stephen Miller. It's not the Nazi. Damn. No, 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 no. It's a guy named, uh, uh, let's see. David Sorensen. Sorensen, yeah. Yeah, I'm reading it right now. You so, know, it's it's What you're saying is there are rats in the rat house. Oh. What I'm saying is that the, the ship is sort of listing and the rats are falling out of the low end. Yeah, uh, Ray. Today's Nats- National Pizza Day. I oh, hope they're taking their pizza <laughs> with them. Oh my! Ah, oh, I, I don't think you get to take your pizza. I That's pizza, uh, government I, I, property. I hope Pizza Rat and his uh, family are doing, doing okay <laughs> in this uh, climate. Yeah. Now, what I what I I want to say something. I didn't get a chance to share this article with you guys in our in our production chat. And I'm going to make this quick because this second White House aide resigning is really interesting because um, late last night, and it was revised early this morning from Politico, um, there's an article that said Kelly knew before abuse reports that Porter would be denied security clearance. And it says here, um, the FBI would be recommending, would White House Chief of Staff John Kelly was told several weeks ago that mm-hmm. the FBI would recommend denying full security clearance to multiple White House aides who had been working in the West Wing on interim security clearances. So this is kind of important because all of these guys, and Washington Post earlier today had um, had an article that said dozens of people have partial or temporary security. Right before showtime, CNN was reporting that 30 to 40 people in the White House have temporary security, including obviously Kushner. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think that what they're doing right now is they're telling the, the, the scummiest of the scummies to leave right now. This is just, I think, a, a mini tip of the iceberg. With the exception of Trump. Um, so exactly. That, that is he, kind of a problem. He gets a mulligan you know, again. If he wasn't president, he wouldn't be getting any security clearance. But you know what? Clinton had those emails. and. But what and about her emails? Oh, classified. The classified emails. Yeah, they had the on small the server. C. Even even Dana, even Dana Perino on Fox News the other night uh, shot down somebody who was saying, 
oh, but I think it was Kimberly Guilfoyle was like, oh, but Hillary had that server in her toilet or whatever she had. And then Dana Perino was like, oh, here we go. Talking about Clinton scandals for the 36th time. Yeah, let's keep going with that. And then they're just like, <laughs> you know, they just can't fucking talk about anything else. Anything else. So basically at this point, we had Rob Porter, domestic, uh, you know, he, he beat up his wife, Lewandowski. Not real good with women. Steve Bannon no. at one point did have a case put forward for domestic abuse. Sure. That was dropped. And now we have this guy. And I, who, I know I'm forgetting others. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, they're all they're all dirtbags. They're all fucking dirtbags. Um, oh, there was you a know. question. They're covering the, the, for uh, each other. There's yeah. a cover just, up here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Something's dirty. It's just Something about, real dirty about, is going on. About that Trump mem- not approving the memo release, by the way, I thought if he didn't approve it, that the the full house could vote on it and still release it. Wasn't that the case? I don't know. I'm not sure because I'm not sure. Release it unredacted. Well, I release it with redactions from the FBI and the Department of Justice. See, I thought I that's what they said they when, when it was. Now. I thought that's what they said when uh, it was uh, Nunez's uh, memo. You're probably he, right, but I I may have gotten it wrong. But yeah. I thought they said if it, that they could override the president not approving it, its release with that Rule Ten, that then it goes to the full house for yeah, a vote. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with it. We'll see what happens with it. But you know, yeah. nothing, nothing we can. Oh, this isn't the end yeah. of it. It's going to leak. No. Oh, of course. Yeah, I, it's, it's going it, to leak like Trump's gonorrhea. Oh wow! Oh, oh is, wow! Are, yeah. <laughs> no, that that's deserved all right. a buzzer. Well, yeah. okay, all right. I'm not on the yeah. So there, there you go. <laughs> Stop it. Stop yeah. it. <laughs> all right, and real quick, I need to address something in the chat. Uh, Michelle says, did I miss the talk about the Illinois Nazi? Yes, you did. Everybody else apparently did, too. Everybody's like, no, no talk about the Illinois Nazi yet. I said, this is what we're going to say about the Illinois Nazi, because I'm not going to talk about him. I'm not going to play any of his audio. I'm just going to play. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Yeah. So, because Adam's probably going to talk about it at length tomorrow, and I honestly, um, you know, it was nice that Allison Camarota got, you know, the, this extremist on her show, and that's good for the broader audience, but I don't think for, you know, a more preaching to the choir kind of thing here on our program, it's, you know, it, it's just... It's just going to make people upset when they hear a fucking Nazi, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with not talking yeah. about him. He's, so. he's, he's, I saw the, he's gross. Yeah, yeah. Why, you Nazi bastard! So that, for, yeah, that, that concludes our talk about the Illinois Nazi. It was just an excuse to play the Blues Brothers clip. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's been a long time. I can't remember the last Illinois Nazi the time I got to use the Illinois Nazi club. I'm sure I've just used it when we talk about Nazis, but never specifically a Nazi from Illinois. So that's the, that's the biggest thrill for me right now on that. Uh, so anyway, um, let's see. Uh, I'm going to play, I'm going to play one thing to get things. Uh, no, no, you know, no, I, no, I don't no. know if Hold you on. saw, I wanted to say this. I put in the chat that the, um, the deputy chief of staff is also resigning tonight, too. Oh, good. So that would be Kelly's assistant or right the under. 
Yeah, that Kelly. But we do have some breaking to. news. The underbelly. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> it's a small victory. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll make a prediction right now. John Kelly will be gone before the weekend. All right. I, I, wait. Oh, before next weekend? No, this weekend. What before Monday. Week? Before Monday. Before the weekend is yeah. through. Uh, through. So, yes. There you go. Thank you. All right. Yeah. Excellent. Well, uh, let's see. Um, I, I'll tell you. Oh, oh I do want to uh, do this, too, uh, because um, uh, Theo had a great idea the other day of saying every time we talk about Russian stories, I should, really should have some Rocky on Bullwinkle. So I started mining stuff. I did find this one. I think we'll, we'll play anytime, um, anytime Trump does something that pleases uh, Russians. Chorus chuckled gleefully. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. <laughs> Boris chuckled gleefully, and uh, this one probably can be used. You know, Stephanie Miller has the you know um, what you just said um, thing. Uh, I think I found my version of that now. Within a period of weeks, America's intelligence level sank fourteen points, the lowest level since three itty fishes. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> oh my goodness! Three itty fishes. I think that was um. Oh, what was the singing sisters from the forties? Uh, what was there? the the boogie woogie boogie boy? Uh, the 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 oh man, their name keeps popping in and out of my head. The you know who I'm talking about, Joe? The Andrew sisters. Andrew, Andrew sisters. sisters. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, I think they had a little bitty little bitty fishy or something was the name of their one of their songs. It's really stupid, yeah. but I just love that. But this one's great. Horus chuckled gleefully. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a good one. So, But I'll keep looking. I'll keep mining because I love the narrator clips in, uh, in Rocky and Bullwinkle. Uh, so, anywho, um, let's go ahead and uh, take a break. And, hey, look at that. We'll do it on time, too, and get Bobber on. And when we come back, um, got a few things to talk about. Um I think we want to talk about Senator Ron Johnson's brand new conspiracy theory, everybody. Oh, how long did that last? Yeah. Conspiracy theorist. And it had a shelf shelf life of Uh, about 20 minutes. Oh, but for 20 minutes. Horace chuckled gleefully. (laughs) (laughs) Hell, hell. The three of us figured it out before anybody else. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I know. I know. We totally. You know, fig- isn't it? I know. I, that was great. That was so cool because, uh, you know, I, I and Aaron Burnett, I've got more audio from Aaron Burnett, and she breaks it down in its information that we ha- all had in our production shed because, know. you know, you know, uh, because but, we're uh, so smart. <laughs> I know. It's like we we're re- doing it. We can read. We can read and l- look up <laughs> dates when things happen. <laughs> Yeah, and we saw dates attached to the memos, to the, yeah. the texts. <laughs> yeah, that that was very technical, yes. but you had to you had to watch that. Yes. Now we're chuckling gleefully, just like Boris. Boris chuckled gleefully. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> all right, let's go ahead and uh, run to the break. We'll get Bobber on, and we'll come back and talk about the latest dumbass GOP conspiracy theory that was. Fail Burger Deluxe. Uh, <laughs> another victory for us. All right, we'll be right back with lots more Turn Up the Night <laughs> right after this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself 
was on. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. Light out, everybody. Every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly presents the Sci-Fi Double Feature with two old-time radio shows from the science fiction and horror genre. The Sci-Fi Double Feature, every Sunday and Monday at 10.30 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. (laughs) And now, on with the show. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, t- some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity Ice Cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. We'll take your calls throughout the course of this hour, 330-536-1466 or 330-KEN-1-GOO. And, uh, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Hello. We have the memo, and we're going to release it. Yes. There. Let's do it. And, of yeah. course, uh, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C., welcome back to the program. Hello. <laughs> I'm coming from inside the house. Excellent. You should uh, uh, whisper up to Bob to uh, get him to answer his uh is uh, escape. <laughs> okay. So, Bob, answer the phone. <laughs> trying to, uh, I tried adding him in. I'll try a second time here uh, and see what happens. Uh, but yeah, Great, so I'll find him. Every time uh, we we can't get a call on this show. Boris chuckled gleefully. <laughs> Russians celebrate. Uh, so <laughs> oh, there he is. Hey, Bobber, welcome to the program, sir. Hello. Sorry, I uh, my computer was not in- seeing the call coming in. That's All weird. right. Well, Oh, here, here, temporary jingle for you. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Bobber! <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Short and sweet. There you go. So, uh, and uh, uh, Francie's on the line. Hi, Francie. What's going on? Uh, I can't talk right now. I'm in the basement. I can't hear anybody on the phone. Can you? It's not Hello? Okay. No. I can't talk very loud. Oh, I, listening. I, I just, uh, the, she must be using some kind of magical speech technique that allows us not to hear her on a recording. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in danger. We're all in danger. Oh no. Well, I'm so sorry. Run and hide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, uh, you know, this reminds me of those, those commercials. If you want to get somebody's attention, whisper. Just whisper. Well, she's thinking. She got everybody's attention, all right. <laughs> I know. What were those commercials? Oh, I forgot about those. 
I forgot yeah. what the part was. I don't know. Go do a Google <clears throat> search. Yeah. Hey, Captain Ken. Hey, Ken and everybody, I got a sound for um, Trump's hair. Oh, yeah? You want to hear it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He wants to leave. Yeah, definitely. And, and Bob... I got a sound... Yeah, I was just saying. I don't know if Bobber got to hear the the uh, my enhanced audio of Trump walking up the the stairs and the wind uh, blowing the mud flap. Would you like to hear that, Bobber? Uh, I I'd love to hear it again. No, oh, here you go. <laughs> yep, there it went. There it goes. Wow, the magic of audio enhancement. <laughs> Boing. Yeah, <laughs> that is a I, good one. I got out of space. <laughs> I got some sounds too. I got you do. two boxes, Kenny. Kenny picks so there. Neener, neener. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, that's you. I know. Oh shoot, that's the wrong one here. Oh. Here's Kenny. Yeehaw! That's yeah. you, Kenny. They Yeehaw! stole your sound. They stole that. That's when I heard that. I said, "Oh my God, it's Kenny!" <laughs> yeah, it sounds like me on the Southern Progressive Revival promo. Yeah, you should be uh, getting a um, royalty or something. I know. Every time you play that, send me a nickel, Francie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, not me. The company that made this thing, uh, Twenty Eighteen Merch Source LLC, made in China, of course. Made uh, in China. China. I found the commercial, <laughs> Uh, found the commercial. Say? It was the it was for a perfume called Nuance, and the commercial oh. shar- starred Sean Young. Oh wow! Oh, uh, that's wow! I thought you were going to say like it sharded, sharded uh, Sean Young. <laughs> I, know, I almost said sharded Young. Oh, the less sharp. That was that's a totally different fragrance. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that's yeah. what Ivanka's complicit. <laughs> <seems> like. <laughs> Let me it, it, yeah, give me a. Be. Oh, <laughs> I guess. It, oh, excuse me. Ivanka's complicit. It smells like this. Gross. Yeah. Smells like hot burps. Made with a little musk from her father's head. Oh, oh God. God. No. <laughs> things are just really every day something happens it's it's oh, it's overwhelming yeah. we can't go one day without something you know something it's some it's shit too much kenny it's it it you might want to say it's too much it's too much <laughs> and also and stupid. stupid no yes. stupid <laughs> yes Sometimes you might want to say thank you, but really you actually say thank you. Fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, If I couldn't laugh, Kenny and all, I would not stop crying. Ah, hey, I'm right there with you. It's awful. It's awful. It's awful. (laughs) And now we have, you know, the Olympics. And of course, that friggin' puppet head. Pence is over there, and oh yeah, he's sitting there with that stupid robot face and acting <laughs> like an asshole. He, you know, he's, I like who did the seating. Don't you like the seating arrangements, though? Oh, that was lovely. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> you can't make this shit up. No, you can't no. make this shit up. I mean, it writes itself. 
If mm-hmm. the, and we have to laugh because what else are we going to do? This is true. Yeah, Betty Betty Jong Un and- Betty Jong Un was sitting right behind Mother. Oh, Mother. Oh, Mother. I'm sorry. Well, she better be sitting right behind husband, Mother. My husband is not calling me Mother. He has one. Yeah. Uh, that is Amen. Creepy, 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 and I'm not calling Shut him up. father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Call me mother? No. No, 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 no. That does seem I mean, like when, something from a different period, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, like the the turn of the century. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or whatever yeah. period that uh, Margaret Atwood's novel is set in. Yeah. Oh, oh it was gosh. only the 80s. Oh, no, wait, she wrote the book in the 80s, but yeah. No, well, I'm talking about the 1880s. Actually, does <laughs> Francie, do you think Pence knows that the rest of the country calls him mother? Probably not. Probably not. I mean, it's weird. I mean, I refer to my husband as, you know, dad when we talk to the kids and stuff, mom and dad, but we don't call each other. <laughs> we don't. It's up at mom or dad. Oh, yeah, that's like some serious sick infantilizing. It's sick. I'm sorry, it's sick. I've been I a wonder, bad boy, mother. No, I wonder. No. I, I wonder. I needs to be spanked. Oh no! Yeah, hit me, hit me, mother. Uh, <laughs> oh God, I'm sorry. It's too creepy. Right. I have to laugh. I thought that. I thought, I, I thought the spanking was Papa's job. Papa spank. Yeah. So I wonder what I wonder what Trump thinks about uh 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 or I'm sorry I wonder what Pence thinks about Trump using a uh, mother's name in vain. Motherfuckers. Yeah. <gasps> what does mother look like? I forgot. Does mother look like a mother? I I, I don't I don't know. I mean she she's less dis- non she she's more nondescript than uh, Pence himself. No, she actually she she just looks like I, honestly I remember seeing her pictures with one of the I think the flooding down in in Louisiana. She right. looks just like a normal oh middle aged house. She looks normal. She oh, just okay. looks like On a, a, yeah a person. She just looks like your average. Person. She doesn't yeah, look like a really Botox does. cat person. No, the, no, you know. she doesn't, doesn't look like. The, I know, like, oh my god. She doesn't Trump, dress like the trumpets. Cor- Corella yeah. Deville or no? Anything. Yeah, the trumpet really does just look like a normal person, right? Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, Francie, yeah. we we got to get some some more okay. news here. But thanks for calling in. Okay. Okay. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Have a good weekend. Bye. Love you guys. All right. All right. Bye-bye. See you Bye-bye. Sunday. Bye-bye. Bye. Oh, yeah. That's right. France will be on uh, the Tim Carmel show uh, this Sunday. Um, she is. And I'm sure the clown car will be a uh, 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 howling good I tailor- tailored it just for her. Oh, good. Good. So, yeah. uh, all right. Well, I, I want to talk about this uh, again. Uh, we have a new conspiracy theory, everyone, uh, that, uh, again, it's it's not even it's almost not worth talking about now, but it is because uh, again, we debunked it within moments. But yeah, Senator Ron uh, Secret Societies Johnson, mm-hmm. <laughs> fucking idiot. Um, he uh, he found a new one, the new series of tweets where um, apparently. 
President Obama, well, you know, thanks Obama. Thanks Obama. He was totally interfering with an ongoing FBI investigation <laughs> into Hillary Clinton's email servers, which, uh, yeah, um, did not happen. <laughs> and um, here is Aaron Burnett uh, breaking this down for us, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll chime in uh, after this. There's two parts here, so here's part one. Republicans are at it again. The conspiracy du jour is that President Obama had, quote, personal involvement in the Clinton email scandal. So there's a 25-page report that is out now by the Republican Senator Ron Johnson, and in it, he cites a text message between two FBI officials. Yes, we are talking about Peter Strzok and Lisa Page again here. According to Johnson's report, Page texted Strzok about preparing talking points for then-FBI Director Jim Comey because, and this is the operative line, quote, POTUS, President Obama, wants to know everything we're doing. Okay, that one phrase was enough for Senator Johnson to make the connection between President Obama and the Clinton email investigation. And the current President of the United States did not wait for the facts, the context, or the details before tweeting about Johnson's report to his 47.5 million followers in all caps. New FBI texts are bombshells. White House Press Secretary Sarah Sanders then came out calling for a thorough review. Good afternoon. I think it just further shows that there is a reason for all of us to have great cause for concern in this process, and we hope that it's more thoroughly and fully looked at as we move forward. Okay. There is, though, a big problem with this conspiracy theory. It is a very big problem because it just isn't clear that the text was talking about the Clinton email investigation. Here's why. Because facts and dates matter, okay? Yeah, they sure do matter. And mm-hmm. when we looked up the dates of the tweets, um, we were, uh, because, yeah, POTUS wants to know everything we're doing. And there was something about talking points for the TP for for the D. TP for, for D. Yeah, yeah and not TP toilet for, paper TP for Donald. For bunghole. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, just, just to bring everybody up to date, what they did was they finally released all of the text messages that went between these two, Lisa yeah. Page and Peter Strzok. Mm-hmm. And it was released to Congress, and naturally, it was 300 and what, 50-some pages? Yeah. And they never, you know, Republicans can't read more than f- one page. Sure. So they read the page that uh, completely out of context. Of course. Uh and and uh, we figured it out in what the three of us had it figured out in like th- five, three minutes. Yeah, five minutes tops. Uh, you know, because what yeah. we did was we, we did a Google church. You know, as as one would Don't do. Don't do a Google church. Um, we did a Google church, and uh, we googled the date and looked for news stories uh, relating to uh, Clinton and the FBI. Mm-hmm. The FBI had just released a report on the same day because they were talking. Uh, they were also talking about the a byline or something in the New York Times. The New York or, Times, yeah. yeah. And and they were like, "There it is. Did you see the byline?" And what it was is that the FBI released a report on their findings of the the Clinton in, uh, investigation on September second of twenty sixteen. Yeah, which included uh, the interview that they had on yeah. uh, J- July, I think it was July 3rd. Yeah, 
so oh my god were they going to talk to the president about a news a, pu- a published story in a newspaper you know what i mean <laughs> oh oh my god they're reading <laughs> they're reading how dare they it's un-american just say constitution don't read it um Darn. yeah so so we found that out and so it, it, it and, but yeah, so it looked like, you know, they were talking about talking points for call me or something, you know, but in none yeah. of it has anything to do with, again, the Clinton investigation wrapped. Well, Aaron Burnett has the timeline. Let's go ahead and just play that and then. We'll all uh, discuss for the remainder of the time. The text is dated September 2nd, 2016. That's the text, right, about POTUS wants to know what we're working on. Keep in mind, there are two dates that matter vis-a-vis that date. The FBI closed its investigation into the Clinton email scandal two months earlier on July 5th, right? So technically, the investigation was closed on the day this text was sent. And according to another text cited in Johnson's own report, the FBI itself was not aware of the emails on Anthony Weiner's computer that caused the investigation to be reopened until about September 28th. Okay, there's another text on that day that shows that's the day they found that out. Now to spell that out, that is 26 days after the POTUS text was sent. So if the people sending the text were not aware that the Clinton email investigation had anything more going on, they thought it was closed, how could they be talking about briefing the President of the United States on it? The facts simply do not add up to the text having anything to do with the Clinton email investigation. But what does add up is this timeline. Three days after that text about President Obama wanting to know everything was sent, Obama was at the G20 summit in China on September 5th. That's when President Obama met with Vladimir Putin and talked about Russian meddling in the election. If you put that together, it does seem rather likely that what POTUS wanted to be briefed about was everything related to Russian interference in the U.S. presidential election ahead of that meeting. Let's just remember that Senator Johnson is the same man who used a text between Strzok and FBI lawyer Lisa Page to allege publicly that there was a mass conspiracy at the FBI against Trump, a so-called secret society. Yeah, Groucho Marx has something to say about people like Ron Johnson. You may talk like an idiot and look like an idiot, but don't let that fool you. He really is an idiot. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, <laughs> duck soup. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the, again, the, CNN is reporting stuff that we found out, you know, and you know, it, you know, it's a good feeling just just to know you're able to suss it out real quick because. I, my heart sank when I read the headline. Fox News reporting on bombshell FBI, or, you know, FBI, tw- you know, uh, text messages. You know, and, and it looks horrible when you take it out of context. Hmm. And, and then you read on, and you're like, hold on, let me... Uh, Don't do a Google search. And find out what's going yeah. on. And yeah, I, I, my heart never sinks when I read a bombshell at Fox well, News because I always know that the bombshell is going to blow up in their faces. True, true. The sprinkler is going to burn their thumb. Or I'm the sprinkler. I'm sorry, sparkler. Sprinklers in Russia. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, you, somebody, I don't know if it was you or Rain put it out there, and the three of us start going down the, the, the sequence of events. They were saying, wait a minute. September 2nd is like two months after they closed the investigation, but it was. Right around One the of Russia my biggest problems with that, when Trump tweeted that, it was like at 11, 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if it was him who, he who tweeted it, him who tweeted it, whatever. Um, he was 
allegedly in the middle of an intelligence briefing. Okay. Yeah. And the fact that this tweet came out from Trump when he was supposed to be in an intelligence briefing meant that oh, yeah. he was tweeting in an intelligence briefing. Uh, oh, you know, they're, they're boring. Yeah. You know, they just talk about stuff that he's not interested yeah. in. I want to watch the general commercial. Put on the 1-800-GENERAL commercial. I'm bored. <laughs> Actually, the tweet came out a few minutes after Fox and Friends broke the story. <laughs> That's well, that, right. that was yeah, that was my assumption is that he got it off of Fox. Yeah. That's exactly That's what happened. Because Fox just used those same exact words. Yeah. That it was a bombshell story. Thank God for Fox News. And also the Washington Post uh, revealed today that he doesn't do intelligence briefings anymore. Because he's not intelligent. Because well, uh, yeah. no, he does them. <laughs> he he just doesn't they have to be them. they have to be oral. Yes, Trump likes it orally. Oh, said. Yeah. Am I it's wrong, or- Joe? Isn't that what Waypo said? Yeah, yeah. What Waypo said it has to be. They have to be oral. <laughs> his briefs. His briefs. Eight bit error. Oral. Eight bit error. He doesn't like to read. <laughs> uh, reading's you hard. Know. He likes books with pictures. Come on. Yeah. Well, they did. They said you have to put a lot of stuff about Trump in the briefing to keep his attention. So you got to just throw his name in there. But he doesn't like to read them. Functionally illiterate. Yeah. I I do. Intellectually incurious. I think Trojan disagreed with you about the functional part. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, I'll give that one to you. I'll give that one to Rabbit. I was going to disagree too. I was going to say you just dropped the functional there. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I think Alex we've Jones. We've seen him read yeah. stuff like the United States. Oh yeah, yeah. God bless no, the United States. His his deposition. Yeah. Oh, no, he this said he didn't, he didn't bring his glasses. Now yeah. you're you're going with your lawyers to a deposition mm-hmm. that you know there's going to be documents to read. And you don't bring your glasses. That's why, I mean, I I get the joke functionally, you know, but I do believe that he can read on a very, 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 (laughs) very basic level. But I do think that... He's fluent in Russian. I I think that he's... I I think he really has functionally illiterate. In other words, he can read at a functional level just to get by. Yeah. And a Trojan Rabbit, he's right. He points out my 8-bit error sounds like a badly grounded audio circuit. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> Bobber knows that sound, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, this me plugging the cord into my guitar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wiggle, <laughs> jiggle it, tuck it behind the strap. Um, <laughs> uh, but, yeah, you know, uh, this, it, again... I guess we do have a slight advantage over some people who don't know how to uh, do a, you know... Uh, Go do a Google search. But, you know, we <laughs> sussed it out yeah. pretty quick. And again, you know, I just hate seeing news like that because uh, every time I see it, I think it's going to distract from, you know, what the real issue is. All this mm-hmm. nonsense. They're, they're you know... And again, the the Trump cult, they'll go out and they'll start clucking away. They'll be like, oh, Hillary will be in jail before the end of the month. Obama, too. No. 
never gonna happen. Just like Mexico ain't gonna pay for that fucking wall. A good so. rule of thumb to me is whenever, and and this is this is how and, and Bob can back me up when something really salacious comes out, regardless of the source. I like to like go do a Google search, yeah. go find another source that I I respect and rely, and then kind of mash it up and see. Okay, is this is half the time, especially in this this era of orange marmalade. Yeah, half the time it's not. Half yeah. the time it's not. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, then, you know, Kenny, there was a, a I, I saw a headline today that scared me. And it might have scared you if you saw it, but uh, it said, is the Nunez memo Obama's Watergate? <laughs> yeah, that, that, uh, okay. <laughs> yes. And it was, it, and it was an article in the Hill, which, you know, is not a, exactly a right wing, you yeah. know, Breitbart kind of site, it's, you know, it's, it's the Hill. clickbait. The Hill yeah. is clickbait. Yeah. Well, I clicked on it. See? I took the bait. And I saw the author. You might have, you might know this guy, because I didn't read the article when I saw who wrote it. His first name is Sebastian. Oh, oh no. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh. His last yes, name is thinking, Porky. Is 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 Gulaka? Uh, <laughs> is but like in the hill? He's writing for the hill now. I, I mean, I didn't don't even. Know. I actually, did, I actually didn't read the article because when I saw who wrote it, I thought, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. It, it's time. It's time to go to break. Uh, when we come back, uh, Rain, our girl Friday. We're, we're going to do some name calling and birthdays, whatever. We'll try and squeeze in a couple more phone calls, um, and we will do Mad Libs tonight. But we got some. Uh, I want to uh, after we're. Uh, uh, we're gonna go back to the the Rob Porter story though at some point because uh, we we need to. There's a lot more news on that, and one of his ex wives spoke to Anderson Cooper last night, and I got some really good audio for that. So um, important shit. Uh, so anyway, let's go ahead and listen to the Green News Report. We'll be right back with me, Rain, Bobber, and Joe right after this. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. So new and different, it won first prize at the International Inventors Exposition. KennyPick.com It's Thursday, February 8, 2018. There was a declared war on coal. The EPA was weaponized against certain sectors of our economy. EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt lies about climate science over your public airwaves. Invest $1 in building disaster resilience. Save $6 in economic losses. Dunkin' Donuts ditching polystyrene foam cups, plus California tosses a wrench into Trump's plans to expand offshore drilling. All of that wrench tossing and more straight ahead from bradblog.com. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Uh, The past administration told us to choose between jobs and protecting the environment. No, no they didn't. You are a liar, Scott Pruitt. EPA Administrator, but this is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I was listening to that Scott Pruitt interview, and I couldn't believe that the reporter was just sitting there letting Scott Pruitt lie and lie and lie again over 
our public airwaves. Yes, it was pretty remarkable. Trump Environmental Protection Agency Administrator Scott Pruitt used those public airwaves to lie about the cascading consequences of man-made climate change, despite the fact that scientists attribute the increase in deadly weather disasters like hurricanes and floods to global warming, despite the fact that scientists say these impacts are going to get even worse as climate change accelerates, Pruitt actually suggested in an interview with Las Vegas TV station KSNV that global warming might not be a bad thing. I think there's assumptions made that because the climate is warming that that necessarily is a bad thing. Do we really know what the ideal surface temperature should be in the year 2100, in the year 2018? And that's somewhat fairly arrogant for us to think that we know exactly what it should be in 2100. So there are very important questions around the climate issue. And did you see what he was doing there? He's trying a diversion tactic. We know that raising global temperatures has grave consequences right now, from economic losses due to more frequent extreme weather disasters to impacts on water availability and crop yields that trigger unrest in developing countries. Studies already show that high CO2 levels in the atmosphere actually reduce the nutritional content of the the plants that we eat, and our emissions are also changing the chemistry of the oceans right now, harming shellfish and the coral reefs that supply food to billions of people. And the other thing that we know is, yes, the climate right now, as is, is ideal for human beings. It's what allowed us to flourish for thousands of years. It is the stability of the climate which is now being destabilized by the burning of fossil fuels by Scott Pruitt's clients in the fossil fuel industry. And if that's not enough impact for you, the U.S. Geological Survey announced this week that the world's largest known pool of toxic mercury is stored in permafrost in the Arctic. But now that permafrost is melting thanks to global warming, releasing poisonous mercury into the fragile Arctic environment. And thanks to guys like Scott Pruitt. Meanwhile, Bloomberg News reports that the Department of Housing and Urban Development has quietly reinstated Obama-era flood standards that Trump revoked last year that requires projects receiving federal funding to account for greater flood risks from global warming. And that is very good news because now researchers at the University of Colorado at Boulder have calculated that building for disaster resilience ultimately saves money. For every dollar that the government invests to make existing buildings more resistant to wildfires, earthquakes, floods, and hurricanes, taxpayers actually save $6 in property losses, business interruption, and public health costs. You got that? Every $1 spent on disaster resilience saves $6 in disaster losses. Yeah, but they care more about pretending to their base that they are overturning whatever Obama did before they got there. And then once they see how stupid that is, they're quietly reversing it. So I'll take that as a victory. Meanwhile, California has tossed a wrench into Trump's offshore drilling expansion plans. Reuters reports that the California State Lands Commission, which has jurisdiction over infrastructure, warned the Trump administration this week they intend to block the transport of any oil from new oil leases off of its coast by denying pipeline permits, saying, quote, it is certain that the state would not approve new pipelines or allow the use of existing pipelines to transport oil from new leases. So essentially the state of California has control over the uh, over the waters just off its coast? Yes. And they're able to say, no, you can't bring any pipelines through here. That's right. That's good. Finally, some good news. Dunkin' Donuts has decided to join McDonald's and other fast food chains in reducing plastic waste, announcing this week that this year it will phase out the use of polystyrene foam cups in all of its stores on the planet 
planet by 2020 and switch to recyclable, sustainably sourced paper cups. And that is good news, although I'm scratching my head wondering why they're waiting until 2020 to do this. Well, they want to get rid of the ones they already have. Right. For much more on all of those reports and the ones we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. Find us, follow us, and share us worldwide on the Facebooks and the Twitters at Green News Report. I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyne. And this has been your Green News Report. I'm leaving here tomorrow. I'll cause you no more sorrow. I'll just one cup of coffee, then I'll go. Take it away, Daddy. Hi, this is Tim Coromall from the Tim Coromall Show, and you are listening to IndieMediaWeekly.com. Extraterrestrial radio, all the power without the tower. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, <laughs> you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com He even talks honky! <laughs> we have liftoff. Anyway, welcome back to the program. Uh, <laughs> uh, the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And of course, joining me as always, Joe Santoros of Scranton, Pennsylvania. The Electric City. Hello, sir. We're electric. That's right. And we're shorted out. Oh, no. <laughs> so the, the, uh, the Scranton now sounds like, sounds like that. Uh, like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, of course, uh, uh, ladies and germs, uh, once again, joining us on the program. Uh, it's Bobber in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yay. Um, I knew that would come in handy. I just love that. I just love the small victory, you know, for anything. Uh, but anyway, and of course, uh, uh, Rain uh, from Four Freedoms blog, are you ready to do some name calling? I am. I love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's Rain from FourFreedomsBlog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you got to give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You want to mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. All right, let's get straight to the biscuits. Oh, and I want to say before we get straight to the biscuits, Trojan Rabbit had a really funny observation about Dunkin' Donuts and that story in the Green News Report, how they're phasing out their 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 cups and, and getting more green cups in. And he said, he said, why not? Dunkin' has already phased out donuts. <laughs> this, this is true. Dunkin' Donuts' excuse for donuts are fucking terrible. There's the last time I had I I just can't eat, I won't even entertain the notion of getting a donut from there even if I'm like you know we're like on the turnpike or something not even gonna do it and I'm, plus I'm spoiled on Jack Frost donuts in Cleveland Ohio which are donuts made out of food real food <laughs> anyway here in D.C. we have Sugar Shack donuts Ooh. oh man 
Yeah. Oh, and you know what we have? We have a local bakery, and I put my $20 in for a dozen punchki for Fat Tuesday coming up. Oh, oh, nice. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, my God. I'm so excited about these. This bakery, my Amona co-worker's Mel, she found this. Uh, she, she she shopped around in Parma, Parma, Ohio. And, um, yeah, moon over Parma, bring my punchki to me tonight. Um, but, uh, yeah, she, uh, she, she, it's, it's like gr- Girl Scout cookies for grownups is what one of my other coworkers <laughs> called it. <laughs> and, uh, and it's, it, it's, it's such an appropriate analogy, but basically what I do is I get a dozen, I get a big gallon freezer bag and then some wax paper and I wrap each one in, in that and I put them in and I stick them in my deep freeze and I have punchki for for uh, 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 a couple months at least, you know, because I like to. I'll take one, you know, one each out for me and Susan on the weekends and thaw it, just set it on a plate and you know, put it in the microwave so a cat doesn't you know decide to descend upon it. Uh, I don't turn <laughs> the microwave on; I just put it in there to thaw. Um, but uh, but yeah, so thaw thaw it out in like thirty minutes, and it's just as good as the day you got it. So I'm very excited. Mostly mostly custard. But I did get a couple poppy seed. Uh, I got a rose jelly for Susan because she likes those. And I forget what else I got. I, I know she likes weird flavors. So, But I'm just like, just give me custard and I'm good. Or, well, poppy seeds for me, too. I love the poppy seed. So, but anyway. I like jelly. Yeah, I don't mind the jelly. But the, the, the vanilla custard and the poppy seed, oh, my God. it's It's something magical, I'll tell you. Actually, I gave, uh, he just passed away last year, Chuck Mosley, the original singer from Faith No More. I played a show with him the first year I discovered Poonchki, and I had some in the car, and we were leaving the show, and um, and he was stumbling, stumbling around all drunk, and I was like, Chuck, are you all right? And he's like, I'm fucked up. And I was like, oh, here, do you want a Poonchki? He's like, what's that? And I was like, it's like a donut. What flavor you got? And I was like, I have poppy seed and prune. And he's like, I'll take the prune. So I gave him a prune one. So <laughs> there's a little story about Chuck Mosley from Faith No More, the original singer, before Mike Patton, before they got real big, the guy who sang We Care A Lot, if anybody remembers that. Anyway, I'm hogging I'm hogging the rain's time for name calling, and my apologies. But Poochki's well, really, my time. They really it's they, our they, listeners' time. It is, it is. And Poonchki's really <laughs> they they bring the world together. Were you going to say something about Poochkis, Bob? No, no. I just I said I like the jelly ones. That's all. Oh, okay. All right. So let's get this jelly on a roll. <laughs> hey! I'll give you a... And get to the name calling. I don't have... I don't... <laughs> I don't have any birthdays tonight. So in our chat tonight, we have Adam Hebert. We have Balua. We have Bobber DC. We have Firefox. We have Francie, we have Kat, we have Kenny Pick, we have Ken Sr. Hello, Dad. We have Lee again, we have Living on Long Island, we have Marnus. Uh, not in your basement, no. It's not going to be okay if you are. Well, I am, but I'm in a Snuggie. Yeah, watch out, I'm going to sick the dogs on you and smear you with punchkeys. <laughs> we do meatballs uh, Tuesday. <laughs> um, we have Meow Goodness We have Michelle in South Florida We have Moon Mary, we have President, we have myself We have Scooter Cans, we have Theo We have Tim Coromel and Trojan Rabbit And I have some breaking news You trace the call It's coming from inside the house My squad car is going over there right now Just get out of that house 
All right, go ahead. <laughs> I just learned that Overboard is going to be remade. Overboard, the what was that? Goldie Hawn and Goldie Hawn Russell. Yes. yes. Oh my God. <laughs> okay, so these are our times. They're remaking Overboard. Jesus. They have totally. They've obviously run out of movies to remake because that one was that is just awful. There was another I mean, not movie. Not all breaking news has to be that traumatic, but this is pretty traumatic. Oh, I, I, there was another movie they remade last year that I was like, and, and apparently it was just god awful. But they remade Flatliners. You remember Flatliners with? Yeah, um, that, that, did that they was, really? Yeah, it was. Oh I mean, I liked it when it first came out, but I wouldn't watch it again. But yeah, flat. Maybe next they'll remake Gleaming the Cube. <laughs> I just watched the trailer for Gleaming the Cube the other day. And I was like, "Wow, Christian Slater." Mm. It's about skateboarding and and murder. <laughs> yes, yes, Moonbear. Yes, remaking Overboard. I saw the trailer for it. This is uh, this is this is this is not a good day, everyone. They're remaking Overboard. <laughs> Why? The movie sucked to begin with. So I know. <laughs> um, I, I, I okay. So that's it. I'm broken. Well, that's the way I felt about like you know they did Twenty One Jump Street and Baywatch and you know just and it's like Starsky and Hutch. Oh God, yeah. Hmm. You know, I'm holding out for Love Story remake. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, that could be good. <laughs> Only I'm hoping in the in the remake she dies sooner. Oh, okay. <laughs> Make it a 15 oh. minute movie. Yeah, short, <laughs> short story. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, right after the credits, she just croaks. <laughs> uh, Oops! But I, but I got my refill of popcorn. It's uh, the flatlining go. sound. Oh, there you go. I mean, that was that was one of the only times that I was happy that you know the the, the heroine died finally. Uh, I, I never saw it. I never saw it. I was dragged to that movie. I saw it in the theaters. That's how old I am. All right, you were dragged, and you said, okay. Oh, yes, I was I dragged. I sense there's a backstory. By a girlfriend, and, and we went yeah. there, and we watched this, and I said, Jesus, die already. Let me out of here. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Jesus. Hit her with a hockey puck. Do something. Oh, no. Hey, I just really, want to say. In these times, uh, in these times, hit her with yeah, a hockey seriously. puck. I said I would euthanize her myself just to oh. get out of that freaking theater. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right, I just wanna I just wanna repeat one more time for everybody. Three three zero five three six fourteen sixty six is the number to call. Uh, please call and tell uh, tell us what you uh, fear will be remade in movie form, or you've seen that's been remade in movie form that you wish you could gouge your eyes out over. Um, uh, in uh, yeah, three three zero Ken one goo. Uh, and yeah, we're just going to take calls. Have a movie. We're just going to take calls. and want to see them. We're just going to take light. We're just going to take lightning round calls in this segment. So if you want to call the show, you got to call now because we got a lot of stuff to cover in the next hour. But continue, Rain. I just don't want to see the remake The Breakfast Club. Because uh, they would all be emo and they would all just be like Snapchatting. Oh, man. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, no conversation. Yes, there would be no soundtrack at all. Yeah, please do forget about that. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Either that or they'd all be in detention for eating Tide Pods. <laughs> oh. There you go. We'll uh, we'll give you the uh, 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 no, not that one. Uh, I was gonna uh, play. Uh, oh, where's my eight? There. there you go. And we have Cat calling in. Cat, you want to talk about remakes? What the hell you want to talk about? <laughs> well, I was gonna say everything that I ever did wrong as a kid, anything that I broke, all of that. You can't blame me for it because I deny having broken anything or done anything bad. Oh, yeah, that's good. I'm glad you did. Did you deny it strongly? I deny it strongly. Very strongly. And I guess that's the new standard of guilt and innocence these days. It is. It is. Yeah, definitely. Unless the picture shows up. No, even if the picture shows up. Right. Sure, sure. That's just fake news. She there, she she got in a tussle with a with a, a reanimated vase, uh, you know. Well, I loved his excuse for that. He said, "I, I took the picture." Yeah, well, God damn you it. know, it, like, it, it wouldn't matter if my mom had a picture of me pouring out her bright red nail polish on the floor. Mm. I didn't do it. I deny having done it. Sure, very strongly. That's not, you, that's you not me in the picture. Yeah. Of course, and uh, Rain. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, Cat. Uh, what you're referring to here is, uh, of course, uh, Trump uh, today defended Rob Porter after uh, all of the news broke. I've got that audio. I'll go ahead and play it now. And of course, we do have Adam Hebert on the line. But hold, just hold Adam, and we'll uh, we'll get to you in a couple minutes here. We wish him well. Three hours. Tomorrow. We worked very hard. I found out about it recently, and I was surprised by it. But we certainly wish him well. It's a uh, obviously tough time for him he did a very good job when he was in the white house uh, and we hope he has a wonderful career and i don't hopefully he will have a great career ahead of him i hope he's but, ruined uh, it was very sad when we heard about it and certainly he's also uh, very sad now he also uh, as you probably know he says he's innocent and i think you have to remember that he said very strongly yesterday that he's innocent so oh, you'll have to talk to him about that. But we absolutely wish him well. Did a very good job while he was at the White House. Oh, I think he can fuck right off just like the rest of the Trump cult. And, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, Kat, yeah, just very strongly deny something. And that's all you need. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why, why should we ever even bother to go through the motions with a trial and go to all that expense when... All you have to do is strongly deny that you ever did anything wrong. I know. It, it's just so simple. It's just so simple. Well, I mean, didn't didn't Putin strongly deny that he had anything to do with uh, colluding or, or with uh, interfering with the election? I mean, that was good enough for Trump, too. Yeah. Boris chuckled gleefully. <laughs> so. <laughs> That's a really good point. Yeah. yeah and, you know, I, I, I wish... I wish him well in new job opportunities in the license plate stamping prison slavery industry. Mm, I wish him hell. Um, and, and, you know, and this is the same excuse uh, Trump made for Roy Moore as well. Yeah. He strongly denied it. He strongly denied it. Well, Good enough for me. 
Case closed. Well, that was the same know, excuse. We use that standard. We know that Doll Hands has strongly denied ever raping 13-year-olds. Yeah, and Kat's right. I mean, that is the excuse because Sarah Sanders on the podium said the difference between Roy Moore and Al Franken is that Roy Moore strongly denied his accusations. Yeah. Yeah. He said he didn't do and, it. So this know, is where we are. Yeah, and and I've I've made it clear that I I think that it was best for the Democrats that that <laughs> Franken stepped down because it does allow us to have the moral high ground. But, you know, at the same time, it's absolutely disgusting that what the GOP is putting out there is, if you don't want to get in trouble, just lie and say you didn't do it. Well, let me ask you something, Kat. I, I know how you feel about that, but do we really have the moral high ground? When, yeah. when these guys, we just lost another one. That guy that just resigned tonight, I posted in the chat, he ran his wife's foot over with his car, and he burned cigarettes into her. So we have the moral high ground, but those guys are still allowed to hold their jobs or get yeah, those jobs. But, but, you know, what What can we as Democrats do to remove them from those jobs when those are jobs where they either serve at the pleasure of the president or they can hold on to them until they've been voted out of office? Yeah. Not them. I mean, really, the last, the just about the last elected Republican who was forced to resign was, wasn't it Trey Radel for the Coke charges? Well, you had the uh, one in Pennsylvania that ended up finally resigning because of some of the sexual harassment accusations against him. Yeah, but there's so few and far between. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. yeah. So, but hopefully. Hopefully, taking the moral high ground in it, it, it will it will be a long game for us. Yeah. Um, uh, well, you know, I I think it makes it a lot easier for us to go to female voters and say, no, we are different than the the mm -hmm. Republicans. And yeah. When when one of our people does something wrong, we call them out and hold them to account. I agree. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a very good way of looking at it. As a dude, I, I didn't think in those terms. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a very smart way to look at it because, you know, it's like, look, this guy, Anthony Weiner, he did something gross and inappropriate. We got rid of him. Al Franken, he was groping people. It, it, you know, as mu as great as his ideas were, we 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 took the loss. So, you know, maybe... maybe well, well, remember how, how much of a star Anthony Weiner was before the first... Oh, I love that guy. Him. I love that guy. Yeah. And another one that we loved, Alan Grayson, is kind of on the outs with the party because of some of the uh, things that have, that he's been accused of. So. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't kept, oh man, I haven't even talked about Grayson forever. I don't know what's going on with him, but what for another, another show though. But, uh, but Kat, um, we're going to let you go. We'll, we're going to uh, talk to Adam here for a couple minutes before break. But uh, thank okay. you for calling. I'm glad you brought that up because I, uh, uh, I, I I wasn't going to forget to play the Trump one. But hey, good comedy out of an, a very ugly scenario. So I appreciate that. Uh, you're welcome. You guys have a uh, good evening, and I'll talk yeah. to you soon. Cool. Have a have great a nice weekend. weekend. 
All right, bye-bye. Bye, Bye, Kat. Bye. So, uh, all right, Mr. Hebert, what's going on, man? Well, I heard some mention about skin-peelingly bad movie remakes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, is there a movie that you, a remake you've seen that's just, uh, um terrible i'm sure you've seen many no <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but, no, but uh, well uh, yeah i'm sure but uh, i do know and we'll we'll talk about this tomorrow on Mike check radio sometime p.m eastern on the media radio uh <laughs> but it it is official they are remaking super mario brothers which has a certain reputation yeah of what <laughs> Being awful. That it's movie was bad. fucking terrible. Okay, and they're gonna re all right. So yeah, the original the had good thing the original had Bob Hoskins, John Leguizamo, and uh the villain uh King Koopa was played by Dennis the late great Dennis Hopper. Yeah, Rap- I like to think that King Koopa was retribution for Dennis Hopper being a right wing tool. Well, whatever. Uh but yeah. But, um uh, but yeah, you know, uh, the, that I did see something about that, and I'm not excited about that. I I generally am opposed to video game movies, period. Because it's a different medium. What works in a video game, well, first of all, it's a lot easier to suspend your, your, your disbelief in a video game because you're talking about a fantasy science yeah. fiction world where the normal rules don't apply, you, you know. I'm sorry, but if Final Fantasy VI, which Kenny, you know, is my all-time favorite video game, yeah, we're on a we're a movie. I just wouldn't be buying what they were selling. And you saw what they did with Spirits Within, that Final Fantasy movie. They branded a Final Fantasy movie, great all CGI, uh, way ahead of its time, uh, science fiction movie. But it, what what it had to do with Final Fantasy, I don't know. Absolutely nothing. Yeah. But you are right. It was a it was a great sci fi movie, but it was a terrible Final Fantasy movie. Yeah. Um. So you know, but like I said, yeah. So um, within. Yeah. Spirits within, you know, I recommend it. You know. I'm gonna have to trust you all in it, all these video movies because well, I don't play video games, don't watch video game movies. That's all right, but you, you uh, what if there was an overboard video game? Would you play that? No, <laughs> no, I would throw it overboard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I haven't seen, I haven't seen this this overboard movie. I can tell you that. Oh, I, would, I mean, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. Come on. Yeah, I mean, Kurt Russell's I would like all to think right. That I mean, with amnesia, actually, Kurt Russell convinces her that he's their mother. So it's like super, super rapey. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's gross. So uh, but anyway, let's steer. Let's let's talk about one movie real quick, at least a movie clip, Adam, that I'm probably I'm sure we're going to hear on Mike Check Radio tomorrow since you're uh, Illinois uh, born and bred. Illinois Nazis. I hate Illinois Nazis. Now, I didn't play any of the audio of that that Nazi that Allison Camarota um, interviewed because I figured you were, you know, that's your home turf. And, you know, I, it's honestly, personal to me. 
it's personal to you. And so, so I just, you know, that was all I had to say about it was like, I don't want to play the guy's audio. Adam's probably going to talk about it. And you know, um, you know, so there you go. all over that, like stupid on Republicans. Oh, see, there you go. Uh, there's a reference. Well, you know, we my all grandfather get. also fought. Well, my grandfather also fought in World War Two, so that's two ways yeah. to personal me. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why, like I said, when, when people talk about, oh, they were nice people in the Nazi side. No, we had a war about this. Nazis aren't nice people. We don't make friends with them. We can't, you know. Yeah. It's yeah. an insult to my grandfather, if, in, in my personal opinion. Of course, I'm biased in, in my grandfather's mm-hmm. favor. Sure. But, you know. Well, and again, you know, I'm I'm very passionate about this too because my immigrant uh, great grandfather, Constante Grossi, who came over uh, to the United States when he was about eight years old, um, he fought in World War II against fascists after coming from Italy, um, and he fought, uh, you know, uh, for the U.S. Uh, Army, I believe, and uh, took a bullet through the head he got shot he got shot through um basically the bullet went in a cheek and went out the other cheek and took out the entire uh his teeth in the back and the the roof of his mouth so he had a metal plate and he would always joke with me when i was a kid he's like i got him and he'd like stick his thumb on the uh, oh in the roof of his mouth and he's like i got a, i got a metal plate in there and it keeps the, my brains from hanging down that's wow. what he would say to me. <laughs> and uh, it was a very sweet man. He was my great-grandfather, uh, great-grandmother's uh, third husband. Um, um, you know, after her first two husbands passed away. Um, and, uh, and they were they, they lived with uh, me and my folks for a while on our farm um, uh, when I was growing up. And uh, he gave me uh, a beautiful pocket knife that I still have to this day. Uh, a nice little mother of pearl kind of Swiss Army knife, um, and uh, and it's a, I, I, it's one of my most uh, prized possessions that it's gonna have a special place in my will. Uh, I gotta figure out which which kid's gonna get it, which nephew is gonna or niece is gonna get it. But anyway, oh there um, we go. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Adam, I, I'm gonna let you go. But yeah, everybody should check out Mike Check Radio tomorrow, seven to ten p.m. Eastern, Indie Media Weekly. I'll be there at the tail, tail end of the show. This, yeah, I can announce this right now. We will be having uh, the prettiest girl in Cleveland on tomorrow. That's right. Talk the Sus. Uh, the magicians. The magicians. Yeah, Michelle and the Sus will be talking about uh, the magicians. Uh, yes, the prettiest girl in Cleveland. There we go. Thank you. Yes. So uh, she's excited to talk. And about and the terrifying Super Mario Brothers remake. And uh, well, we may talk about the fact that Black Panther has a one hundred percent rating on Ron Tomatoes with the critics. Nice. So, <laughs> all right, Adam, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Uh, have a good night and uh, sayonara. Sayonara. Bye, Adam. All right. See ya. Bye-bye, Adam. All right, there we go. Uh, so, okay, guys, uh, we're going to go ahead and uh, and go to the break. When we come back, we're going to open up more. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you guys kind of carry it so I can get some Mad Libs taken care of. But uh, I've got some really good interview stuff from uh, Anderson Cooper and one of the ex-wives of Rob Porter. We are going to, we're not going to be taking calls in the last hour because it's going to be very dense. 
and everybody don't worry before Mad Libs. We got some Alex Jones, everybody. <laughs> oh, dear God, it's so dumb. But yeah, uh, hang tight. We'll be right back with the final hour of this weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick right after this. Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Boy, that's that's getting to be a pain in the ass, isn't it? What, what kind of radio station is this? KennyPick.com This is metal aficionado Kenny Pick. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, it's Gods and Monsters. Gods of Metal and Monsters of Rock right here on Indie Media Weekly. Brace yourselves for two big hours of hard rock and heavy metal, selected from my own personal music vault. You'll hear classics from the extended family trees of Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, and Kiss, heavy metal standards like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and Dio. You'll get a heap and helping of power metal, speed metal, thrash, melodic, glam, you name it, it's here. Except death metal and new metal. I do not like that stuff. You'll hear guitar virtuosos and shredders from the Leviathan and Shrapnel Records catalogs. Rare gems from the new wave of British heavy metal, some guilty pleasures in the form of 80s hair metal, and rock and metal from around the globe. Gods and Monsters. Every weekday from 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern, right here on Indie Media Weekly. And now, on with the show. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome back to the weekend edition of Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on IndieMediaWeekly.com worldwide. And joining me, as always, on uh, the Friday programs, uh, sitting in for P.S. Mueller while he's on his extended hiatus, the one and only Bobber in D.C., Bob Rouse from Four Freedoms Blog, and all of the wonderful music you get to hear on uh, Turn Up the Night all the time. Woo-hoo. Yes. Oh, I forgot <laughs> to play you your... Uh, <clears throat> Hey. <laughs> so yeah yeah and any uh uh have you been uh, very busy over on four freedoms uh, uh last few weeks uh i've been kind of slack actually slacker <clears throat> yeah i've been slack oh. i get you know it, part of it's been my work schedule got a little screwed up yeah and it kind of always screws me up when i'm trying to write something Oh, Bobber, I don't know if I, if Rain and Joe, or well, I don't know if Rain told you this, Joe, unless Joe's in the basement, <laughs> he might have told you too. Uh, but uh, uh, one of my coworkers came up to me yesterday, and he's like, "They traded Zian Thomas," and I was like, "Who? What? They they traded Zian Thomas?" And I was like, "Oh, I, I don't, I don't." And he's like, "Oh, you're not a Cavs fan." I was like, no, I, I don't watch sports at all. And then he like kind of grumbled something and walked away from me. 
<laughs> I immediately got into the the turnips. I was walking. I was I was actually in line ordering food when I texted you you guys that because I just like left the building and he ran up to me and he was so excited to tell me this, and and I just and he did, like did a little. <laughs> Sad Charlie Brown walk away from me. <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. It was like you know. Uh, it, it was exactly like that, Bobber. Uh, you know the. Uh, the uh, how dare you not know about your city sports ball teams? Anyway. <laughs> And of course, uh, right, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, what the hell? What the hell? Uh, <laughs> and of course, Rain from Four Freedoms blog in Washington, D.C. Welcome back. Thank you. And I did try to help you, give you an assist. I know, I know. I, I think you, you did a goo goo church for me. And, uh, I did a goo goo church. And, yeah. and the funniest tweet I saw, because I didn't even understand what was going on. I don't yeah. follow basketball. Oh, that was so funny. Was, you sent me a helping tweet for <laughs> if it happened again. Which was there are so many levels to this trade, it's hard to discuss. And I just wanted you to go back to your coworker and say that to him. I, if I would have seen him, and, and plus if I would have liked him, I would have done that because it's a it's, he's he's like a creepy guy at work. <laughs> I never talked to. Oh. Him. You know, I heard another. Somebody else told me a story about him, and uh, they, apparently there was some kind of training thing that a bunch of people were doing from different departments in the building that I wasn't involved in. And, uh, and she said to this guy, yeah, just stop by my office later. If you want to, you know, talk about, you know, some of this more. And he's like, Oh, you have an office. I thought you were a volunteer. What? What? We don't have volunteers. We have, we have interns. One, we have like one intern at a time. (laughs) I thought you were a volunteer. Yeah. Um, so and then uh, I, I also heard another story about this guy who uh, we have elevator access in our venue. And um, uh, some people came in uh, to go to the mezzanine level and he, he pointed them towards the elevator. And he's like, and he, and he said a derogatory term for people with disabilities, the C word. I oh, won't no. say it on the show. He's like, yeah, the C, C words go over there. It's like, oh wow. my God. Yeah. Wow. So, uh, but anyway, and Josie towards this Grant, Pennsylvania. Go sports. Sports. Speaking of sports, he gave me an idea for a video game. Oh, good. Turn love story, story into a video game. It really was a bad date. <laughs> right. Here's the show. Play that again. Okay. Here we go. Uh, right. There it is. She she's dead. <laughs> Game <laughs> over, man. Game over. Game over, man. Wow, Joe, this is a really bad date. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bad movie. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, here you go. Huh? Game over, Did man. Ever- Game over. <laughs> yeah. Did you, Did you ever watch anything with Ryan O'Neill in it? Oh God! Oh man! Oh God! Oh man! <laughs> right? Right? Oh, uh, I have that. I have that. I haven't played it in forever. Here you go. Oh man! Oh God! 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 That I did not edit that at all. <laughs> I forget what that's movie when you that's. Found from. Out she was dead. 
Jesus, Joe. I hated that movie. I hated that woman. I wanted her to die. Game over, man. It's game over. All right. That movie? We got to move along. We got to move okay, along. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm curious too. What is that from? That uh, oh god, oh man. Uh, yeah, I would say uh, don't do a Google search. Yeah, just Ryan O'Neill, Elgato Man. I'm sure you'll find it. I I don't know some really bad movie. Um, that that was like my epic drama sting I used to use on the show. Uh, <laughs> uh all right. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, I want to get to this audio. Uh, and uh, we're I'm gonna I'm gonna start doing Mad Libs too. But um, this is I I thought Rain you would you would appreciate this perspective. Um, you know. Uh, as a woman for sure and i think we, all of us will appreciate it because this is um this cuts through the bullshit that the white house is is trying to spew about spew forth about uh rob porter his ex-wife jenny willoughby wrote a blog post that rain shared with us um uh last year i believe right or last year or the year before uh she, yeah, I think she it was wrote like a year this. and a half ago and it was called Why I Stayed was mm-hmm. was the name of it. But uh, it was a very, it, it didn't have names in it, but it was a very graphic, detailed, therapeutic post <laughs> that she did for herself, um, first and foremost, about uh, the abuse, abusive relationship she was in with Rob Porter. And this gets crazy when you hear the lengths he was going to to try and shut her up and get her to change her story and it's important to know that this blog post i believe and i have to go back and check the the date was before he was asked to take this job at the white house yeah yeah that's important Mm -hmm. absolutely we're going to talk about timelines so uh this is a um uh, so basically this first one is about how he mansplained his way out uh, of uh, abuse allegations to the white house to get in the position he was in chief of staff john kelly uh, said porter is quote uh, a man of true integrity and honor um that's what he said uh, earlier yesterday they now say they only became fully aware of the allegations yesterday and then when asked today about what changed between when the first statement was made and and a later statement they said uh it was quote the full nature of the allegations particularly the images do you think it should have taken the white house seeing images of of colby bruised and battered to come up with a different statement Knowing Rob the way that I do, he he probably is able to even even if his clearance hadn't gone through and they knew that it was because of problems in his marriage, I think he was probably able to spin it in such a way that it was minimized, that it was downplayed. And I, I generally believe that uh, Chief of Staff Kelly thought that it was lesser than it was. And seeing those photographs, I wish that my um, interview would have been enough, but seeing those photographs sort of solidified that no, this is in fact an issue. Yeah. So go ahead, uh, Rain. What, one, well, what she said, I've, I've said here before, I come from parents, uh, uh, my father was abusive. And um, what she just said is very interesting. I'm not excusing Kelly for any of this, but I think that she's spot on right where um, Porter probably did spin it to minimize it. Where, mm-hmm. oh, she's just, you know, she's moody. Yeah. She's, you know, she's just, she's uptight. 
she's this, she's that. That's what abusers do, in oh, my yeah. experience. And those of people who I've met who have had that experience. Yeah. So. Uh, fortunately for me, the, the few abusive people I've known ha uh, in, in, that I distance myself from, uh, you know, and fortunately, the women they were with distanced them themselves as well. Uh, you know, and actually I dated, um, uh, a girl, uh, long before I met Susan, uh, that w was being verbally abused, uh, and emotionally abused by, uh, her boyfriend before I, I dated her. And, um, and he actually tried to get violent with, with me when I started dating her, which was all kinds of fucked up. But anyway, um, I'll let you guys. That's how they act. Yeah. That's really how they, that's how they get through and how people like Rob Porter get to a position in the White House by minimizing his actions and blaming other people for them. Does that sound familiar? Like, I don't know, Trump? Yep. You got any thoughts? So, uh, Bobber and Joe, feel free to jump in because I'm, I'm trying to do the Mad Libs here too, so. Or um, should, should I play the next clip? No, I, I think the... Uh, they're all birds of a feather, you know. They it's all wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Oh, you know, she was probably in the rag. Yeah, yeah. That, that kind of thing. Well, and yeah, and, that's that's yes. And Su Susan uh, said on the newest Resistor Sisters, uh, she said that you know these are it's just kind of you know birds of a feather. They're 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 kind of attracted to each other, and well, they they're, are. they're I mean, willing do you to think make somebody. Do you think that somebody who who knows that domestic violence is bad, who knows that sexual violence is bad, who knows that you know that these things are antithetical to who they are as a person, do you think that they're going to take a job at, at that White House, especially at this point? I mean, I, you know, it, birds of a feather is a good point. I mean, Joe and Bob, what do you guys think? I, you know, I think some speculation was that. Uh, the resignation tonight of uh, uh, of that 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 girl at uh, the woman at um, DOJ, Rachel Brand. Rachel Brand. Mm -hmm. That a lot had to do with with the the events of the past week and so. A lot of people have been speculating that uh, she, she just couldn't take working for such uh, such people. Well, I heard that she's taking a job as the um, the head legal counsel at Walmart. Well, they said that's a uh, that's a nice cover story, but <laughs> uh, she gets, so does that mean she's going to file for? Uh, they said the, food, st food stamps. Food stamps. <laughs> <laughs> she's for I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if that's why she would resign. I I I've I've heard that speculation. I don't know. They, they I, mean, I, I, th I I think I think she sees what's coming. You know, eventually Rosenstein is going to be fired, and somebody's yeah, going to have to do that. And, but I don't uh, think that has to do with the fact that the White House has abusers in their midst. I think it's it's the whole package. I think it's it's there's a lot of people getting sick of what they see in this administration and don't want to be part of it anymore. Any part of it. They want to have a taint on them. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I... Mm. I, I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I'm just not sure about that. I I think that the thing that makes me most disgusted about all of this, and I don't even know if we're going to get to all of this tonight, is the fact that Kelly knew, he knew weeks ago, 
Yeah. About all of these temporary security clearances. And Kelly knew about Rob Porter. And I don't care. I don't believe anything that comes out of Trump's mouth. Trump had to have known about Porter's background. The FBI knew. These two wives talked separately. This is a cover-up. This isn't just like, oh, yeah. my God, we're finding stuff out. This is an active cover-up of, of abusers, violent people in the White House. And they're covering up for them just because they want to keep them at the job at yeah, the expense of women. And there was, a, and there was also a, big a, thing. a long-term girlfriend of his who came forward as well. So there are three women, yes. two wives, one long-term girlfriend. Um, let's, let's go ahead and play the next clip uh, because I want to try and get through all this audio. Um, and, uh, it, because, uh, Jenny Willoughby's story is, is really good. And, um, when you hear again, the links that he was going to, um, to, uh, uh, uh try to change, get her to change her story basically. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, listen, it's crazy. Yeah. It's still not clear because the white house won't answer what general Kelly knew when he knew it and, and to what extent he knew about, uh, about the, the, the reports, the allegations that, that both of you uh, had, had made. Um, there's this new statement now from General Kelly where he said he was shocked by the, quote, new allegations and there's, quote, no place for uh, domestic violence. Is it important to you that somebody like General Kelly believes your story? It's important to me in general that anyone who's coming forward with a story like that is is believed up front. That it's not on the burden of proof for me or anyone else to to justify those claims. The the statement that uh, Rob Porter issued reads, these outrageous allegations are simply false. I've been transparent and truthful about these vile claims, but I will not further engage publicly with a coordinated smear campaign. Is this a coordinated smear campaign? No. No. I I had no intentions of, of disparaging Rob. I had been in contact with Rob a lot in the last two weeks as he um, gave me some warning that, that stories might break and and knew that people might be sniffing around my blog post. Uh, he, he warned you that, that this might come out? Yeah, yeah. Was he concerned about that? Yeah, he had asked me multiple times to take down my, my Instagram uh, post. Really? What do you think about that, Joe? What if uh, what if you wrote a post and somebody came to you and was like, "Hey, um, people are starting to look at my past. Could you take down that post you made on uh, the poorly written political blog that you mentioned sure. me in?" <laughs> sure, sure, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, to cover sure. it for you. Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, no, sure. No, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, in fact, I, think I think I might re- repost. I it. don't think so. <laughs> and their response would be, "Hey, what happened?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that's 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 ridiculous. I mean, but it's typical. Typical. It really is. That's it's, the way these um, people think. They, they they think that well, the the only you know, the way to, to do away with the abuse I gave you is to uh, pretend it didn't happen. Cover for me. I'd like to point something out. Yeah. Um when he when he was being, you know, considered for the job and I did mention this on Resistor Sisters, and I'm going to keep a short, condensed version of it here. Yeah. People seeking security clearance, especially at that level, they're told, who do you know? Give us some people. Have you been married? Have you not been married? Do you have friends? Can we have their names? Can we talk to them? 
And so both of these wives were talked to by the FBI before he got the job. Mm -hmm. The fact that this story broke after he got the job is completely shatters this myth that I see Trumpsters out there trying to say that maybe these women were seeking revenge. Um, they told the truth to the FBI when they were doing the interviews given to them. And when people are given those interviews, the person doing the interview raises a badge and says, I'm going to ask you questions. Yeah. And I need to know if you're going to tell the truth, because if we find out that you're not telling the truth, we can come back after you. Yeah. That's that, that's really, really important. I was just going to say, that I almost had to buy you a coat because I was going to say that's really important. You know, this um, is it happened yeah. to me. I mean, I mentioned this. I've gone through a, I've gone through a couple of these interviews, and these people say, if we find out that you're lying, you're, you're suspect, and we can come after you and bring charges. Yeah, they say that right up front, and at that point, you know, you can give the interview or not, but you probably want to give the interview because if you don't give the interview, well, you're suspect. So sure. the fact that these women, the fact that he's trying to tell this, this, his ex-wife to get rid of the blog post and, oh, this might come up and that might come up, proves again that he is lying. These women are telling the truth. Yeah, and this also, I, I, I don't know, is it possible, uh, Bob, you know a little bit about the law. Um, could this, <laughs> very, very little. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, wait, wait, okay. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, it, uh, a consensus. Could this be considered, uh, if, if it comes to a, a broader investigation of what he's done and maybe, uh, you know, is there... I don't know. Is there is there a chance that this could be considered obstruction of justice if there is some kind of investigation into what he's doing or what he had done in the past? I don't know if it would be obstruction of justice or lying under oath. Yes. Because <clears throat> if he if he said no, I didn't do anything, um, you know, or, or or swept this under the carpet in a way that to mislead uh, somebody who is talking to him or interviewing him for a security clearance. Then um, yeah, he's that's to definitely considered lying under oath. Okay, yeah, lying. Uh, okay, yeah, because yeah. I, I guess there would have to be an investigation for it to be obstruction of justice. Hey, but there might be because everybody seems to be under investigation in Trump's <laughs> orbit, right? But there's, I mean, that's the reason why he didn't get permanent security. Yeah, somebody lied, and I don't, I don't think it was these women. I think it was him. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure really that the FBI went back and asked him, hey, we have this other information. Can you re can can we ask you these questions again to see if you got your story straight? Yeah. I mean, who, who had the um, who had the most to gain to cover it up and who had the, you know, who had the most to lose? Mm hmm. Exactly. Hmm. So, uh, exactly. all right. That's here, here, a really good point. All right. We got two more clips. I want to get to these and then I want to try and get to the Pence one. We'll go a little long. We're only going to do two quick Mad Libs tonight. They're almost completely done. But we still have Alex Jones, everybody. Oh, it's going to be good. You had done a blog post where you hadn't named any names. No. You just talked in general about right. your experience. Right. I had done so with the intention of, of reaching people who may need to hear that message and see what it's like on the other side, you know, to have that hope. Uh, and Rob was aware of that post when it originally went out a year ago, a little less than a year ago. And 
again asked me to take it down two weeks ago. Um, I think in anticipation of of me being questioned about it. Did he ever ask you to deny? No, we were in contact uh, even a couple of days ago as he was asking me oh to release a statement um, about my blog post. And I went back and forth with him for an hour or so about what language I would be comfortable with. And ultimately, the language that he asked, I, I wasn't comfortable with. And Good he came you. out with that statement less than an hour later. Can you say what he wanted you to, to say? Um, uh, I don't remember the exact wording, but it was something along the lines of the post does not accurately depict... Uh, my marriage oh. and there were there were some other things that were associated with it and that just didn't See? feel right to me because it does accurately depict my marriage and uh, another thing that he wanted me to say was that I had taken some liberties with this therapeutic post which it was for me mm-hmm. that I had taken liberties with that therapeutic post and when I thought huh. about it I, I didn't the things that I said were, were factual statements Mm. Amen. Amen. Amen to that. Amen. She's like, you're not going to tell. Feels with that. You're not going to tell my story, you dirty motherfucker. Although she said it in a very much uh, more polite and calm <laughs> manner than I said it. She said uh, it like a nice Mormon girl. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's right. She is. She is a Mormon. I forgot about that. Um, I do mean that. She said it very nicely. She did. I really she, like her. I do too. Which makes it even more, you know, uh, brave. You know, for being a Mormon to come out against your husband. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I mean, that's really, really frowned upon. Yeah. In that uh, religion. All right. That's a uh, really good point too. Let's let's just uh, get through the the last one with her. Uh, not get through it, but I, I want people to hear this because it's a very powerful story. This is the last clip from uh, Jenny Willoughby, uh, the ex-wife of Rob Porter. It does sound like he was asking you to deny what you had. He was asking me to downplay it. And he was asking me to um, emphasize more the relationship that he and I have now, as opposed to what I experienced in our marriage. Have you talked to him in the last couple of days? I haven't. No. I haven't spoken to him since that conversation. Rob Porter's now in a, in a relationship with the White House Press Secretary, Hope Hicks. Do you think he's changed? I, I don't think he's changed. Does that worry you? It worries me for a lot of reasons. I mean, it definitely worries me because if I'm being frank with you, if he hasn't already been abusive with hope, he will. And particularly now that he's under a lot of stress and scrutiny, that's that's when the behaviors come out. And if he hasn't already, he will. You think he can't, he has not gotten help, he can't stop at this point? I don't think that he has done the self-reflective work to acknowledge this issue. I don't think that he has um, really taken the time to to deconstruct why it is that he behaves this way. And until he's able to do that, I don't know that he has control over it. So you're saying you're worried about Hope Hicks? I am worried. That that sends chills up my spine. I don't like I, Hope Hicks, but I don't I'm want crying. Hope. I don't want Hope Hicks to get the shit beat out of her by a crazy lunatic that doesn't think he has a fucking problem when he clearly does. Hmm. Oh, hey, yeah. uh, Kathy, uh, friends of the Tim Carmel show, has joined us in the chat room. Hi, Kathy. But yeah, that clip. Um that that does that's a trigger that's a trigger for me because yeah when an abuser is cornered he gets more dangerous 
Oh and, yeah. Um, yeah. I, I know that Bob knows my story. You guys may know my story, but it's Hope Hicks is in a really dangerous situation. And if she thinks that the White House is going to protect her, she's really in a dangerous situation. Especially I, I, after we've yeah. learned how much they've covered up for him. Go ahead, Bob. I'm sorry. I, I, I just say more kudos to her that she's actually, you know, concerned about his current girlfriend after, you know, after she had been, you know, in a relationship with him. Yeah. It's not something that, you know, people normally are big enough to do. Yeah. I think people who have been through pain and people who have been through hurt. And the people who've tried to learn from their pain and their hurt and tried to grow, I I think that they do do that. Yeah, I I, I agree. I, I, I do. I, I, I really really I personally, like this I personally know somebody that um, I won't say, but a family member um, uh, that um, very close family member on Susan's side of the family. I'll say that much. Um, when I hear Jenny Willoughby speak about somebody else who might possibly be victimized by the same asshole who, who did that to her, um, it, it's it's a very it comes from a a, a a heartfelt deep place of empathy and compassion that is is something you don't see every day. I hear that in her voice and 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 again this family member won't mention but uh somebody who who has come from a place of deep hurt uh from uh horrible people um you know I I um yeah it 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 resent, it, it, it ring it rings very very true to me yeah, you know every word Ken, she says you know, Ken, there was a, an interesting article in the New York Times last week. Uh, it was an interview with Uma Thurman. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. that interview. Yeah. <clears throat> and, and it gets right to the heart of what you're talking about. Yeah, it does. Her anger and her frustration, her anger toward Harvey Weinstein was just that. That one of the things she regretted was that her, her silence, that her... She felt complicit in that other women were uh, victimized because she didn't say anything. She said she felt like she led the lambs to slaughter. The lambs to slaughter, right. And it's it's a powerful, powerful article, powerful interview. If anybody has a chance to go back and read it. Um, you, you might remember she was on the red carpet for, I think it was the uh, Golden Globes or maybe the Academy Awards. No, it had to be the Golden Globes. And uh, somebody asked her um, asked her about that, and she sort of gritted her teeth and said, I don't want to talk out of anger. I'll talk when I'm ready. Yeah. Well, she talked in this article. And um, it was quite compelling. And it gets to the heart of what you were saying, Ken, about being silent and, and, and caring about other women who were victimized because she remained silent. Mm-hmm. for so long yeah and that was her anger and she said i'm glad harvey weinstein didn't she said i don't want you to get a bullet because i want it to be slow yeah yeah and i and i i know this just happened very recently too but rose mcgowan her um manager or publicist mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. um, over this whole Weinstein stuff. She she uh, suffered from uh, I think bipolar disorder. I don't remember her name. I'm sorry, but she she just took her life <clears throat> over yes. all this yeah. stuff too. Mm-hmm. You know. Yes. And, this is yeah. this is why I know I know that we're you know hard on time, but this is why I feel like what's happening in the White House, the you know where what's happening in the White House now, it's it's deeply deeply dysfunctional, and the fact that Hollywood is coming out and talking about it, and and what so many industries are out mm. there talking about it. We have a White House right now who is completely denying the Me Too movement and the Time is Up movement. They're denying that this is happening. They actually are encouraging it. Well, listen to this. Listen to this. Because right to your point here, Rain, and then we're going to have to keep it real tight and get to the break because we got one more story and two quick Mad Libs. But I promise we'll keep the, the last segment tight. Might run a few minutes over, but we can't run too long because Resistor Sisters is coming up uh, uh, at 10.15 p.m. Eastern. But this goes straight to your point, Rain. Mike Pence was asked about the Rob uh, Porter scandal. Um, and this is this is so amazing. This and, and it's not the first question, but it's the follow-up question by a female reporter that really just expose Mike Pence of being the most useless, either A, a completely useless husk, or B, somebody who's deep, dark, and dirty. Why don't you comment on the allegations against Rob Porter, the uh, President's Staff Secretary. Uh, when were you made avail- uh, aware of those allegations and how? And then additionally, uh, there are reports now that General Kelly and others in the White House have been aware of these allegations for several months and have been trying to deal with them and protect him. Do you believe the President is being well served by his senior staff? Well, let me say we're standing at Yokota Air Force Base in Japan. We're on our way to the Olympics. Um, and. Uh, I learned as I awoke this morning of those developments, and so we'll we'll comment on any issues affecting White House staff when we get back to Washington. Briefly follow up on that and ask: This is a, now a number of times when you found out of your vice president, your number two in the administration, where you found out about something very late after a number of other senior staff below you, even in the West Wing, had found out about it. Again, I understand we're standing here, but can you comment on why you often seem a little bit out of the loop on some of this major news? Oh. You know, it's a great honor for me to serve as vice president. And president Trump has been incredibly generous with the responsibilities and opportunities oh, he's given me to serve. Shut up. The oh, States cool. On the foreign Fuck stage, yourself. as we have here in Japan, as we will later today in South Korea, and of course at the Olympics, and also being involved in the legislative process. And I'm, I'm very grateful for that. And uh, But we'll, we'll leave those White House staffing matters for when we get back to the Okay, like, don't, answer his, the, don't answer the question. You know what don't his answer the You know what his, his answer was? He might as well have said this to answer that question about why is it that you seem like you're out of the loop all the time on all these stories that people have known about for months? I love carpet. <laughs> I love Hello. desk. Brick, are you just looking at things in the office and saying that you love them? I love lamp. Yep. 
Do you really <laughs> love the lamp, or are you just saying it because you saw it? I love lamp. I love lamp. Yeah, that's what it, it was. His Brick Tamlin yeah. moment. Mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful that the president lets me kiss him on the feet when he gets out of the shower. It, I mean, that's that's what he said. Uh, you know, ultimately, he's just saying. I'm just so honored to be able to serve at the the will of beautiful, beautiful backhead balded Donnie. Uh, <laughs> so. And let me let me say that to give credit to Ashley Parker, who is a great reporter for the New York Times. Thank you. I didn't. They didn't mention who she was in the article. So she um, is great. She's she's on MSNBC a lot. Good. And she is a, a great great reporter. Uh, she's been doing yeoman's work in this whole Russian investigation, and uh, she's not afraid to ask the hard questions. Excellent. So, uh, all right, well, on that on that note, we do absolutely have to go to the break right now. Um, we'll, we'll keep this one kind of short. Uh, we play it a lot, but it's a great song, The Heart um, by Bobber. It's a, I, seriously, Bobber, th- this song should have been on the freaking Valley Girl soundtrack or something. It's so good. <laughs> You know, I mean, and, and that's not a diss because the Valley Girl soundtrack had so much good music on it. And it reminds me of that, that kind of era of music. And I love it. So, um, but, uh, what year, what year was the heart recorded? Uh, mid nineties. Oh, mid nineties. Wow. You really kind of, and again, it very, very, wow. akin, very akin to new England power pop from the early, uh, late seventies, early eighties. I love this stuff. So um, that, that was sort of where I, where I cut my teeth with songwriting anyway. So. Nice, nice. So, uh, all right, let's go ahead and hit the break. When we come back, you got a quick Alex Jones story for everybody, and then some Mad Libs, and then stick around for Resistor Sisters, destroying the patriarchy one podcast at a time. We'll be right back. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Smooth-talking, jive-talking street thug. KennyPick.com.
Brady. And I'm Nick Sadler. And I am Jody Hamilton. We are from the bunker. So we do a one-hour weekly podcast. Where we get to speak our mind about stuff from a liberal perspective. We will be on Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. We are so excited. If you don't have any right-wing friends, you'll feel at home with us. From the bunker. With Jody Hamilton. Nick Sadler. And Richard Beatty. On Indie Media Weekly Saturdays at 5 p.m. Eastern. You are listening to Indie Media Weekly. I am Michelle Lagan, co-host and Dungeon Master of Mike Check Radio. And I am Miles Lagan, co-host and Galaxy Master of Mike Check Radio. You know, a Galaxy Master is just a glorified Dungeon Master, except for you played the laser swords. That they're called lightsabers? Anyways, tune in every Saturday from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern to hear host Adam Hebert and us discuss politics and nerd stuff. Indie Media Weekly. All the power without the tower. Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland. Lake Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. <laughs> thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Scranton. And thank you, Washington, D.C. Twice. And Yay. there you go. Yay. Uh, She's by, dead. <laughs> by the way, you I'm know not that, dead uh, yet. What? What? Bob? That um, a little clip you played of Ryan O'Neill before. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's. Uh, I looked it up. It's from Tough Guys Don't Dance. Yes, so Dad. Have- my dad posted that too. I forgot to mention it, but oh. thanks for thank thank you for for doing that. And, any other notes on that? Wasn't Isabella Rossellini in that too, or something? It was uh, it was Norman Mailer's Tough Guys Don't Dance. I gotta say, for a name like that, you gotta expect some uh, some pretty bad dialogue. <laughs> uh, I agree. You know, yeah, well, I got something quick to say. Love right. Story is on the American Film Institute's list at number nine greatest films of all time. That goes mm. to show you how mm. stupid the American Film Institute is. Okay, whatever. Joe. <laughs> well, whatever, whatever. All right. Well, well, Kathy seems to be having a hard time figuring out whether she's listening to us live or a recording. But if you're listening to this right now, get ready for some bad dialogue from Alex Jones. I'm here to beg God to give me the strength and the words to unlock the spirit of humanity with a huge awakening to bring these people down Huge. and to bind them for hell. By the power of Grayskull. I am Submit to it with pleasure. Oh, Alex, you freak. Okay, so anyway, Alex Jones has a brand new conspiracy theory about transgenderism. And... Oh. <laughs> oh, here we go. I, I love Alex Jones segments. This is uh, yeah. This is yeah. this is um this is stunning. So it's it's bigger than lizard people ate my balls. It's bigger than um you know humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. Uh, <laughs> which you know we we should revisit real quick. Hey, 
humanoids crossed with fish and stuff. Bigger than gay frogs, even. Um, so, uh, <laughs> oh, this is, listen this to is this. The, yeah, this is this is this is bigger than PizzaGate, everybody. It's not oh, the people no. that men that want to be women or women that want to be men. It has nothing to do with that. It, it has to do with something bigger. Oh. The most protected class are going to be augmented humans, cyborgs, you name it. And you're going to have humanoids, which again, isn't a man and a woman with the chromosomes splicing together. It's, it's, they're already announcing the first baby with three parents to be born this year. Now, they've been doing it for decades, but it's, it's, it's not a human. It's something different when you got three parents and you say, oh, we just changed some of these genes over here. It changes the whole deal. Especially start mixing two women. That's a whole nother subject because <laughs> women have double the genetic code what? and then some. Double and then one extra chromosome. At, but but also the mitochondrial DNA that the men don't even have. And so um, they're um, gonna they're creating new life forms. Oh and they're just creating a stampede a where you movie? don't criticize that. Uh, it's the coolest fucking story I've ever heard in my entire life. That's insane. Oh. Is it, can I hear it again? Is, Do you have time? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> the mitochondrial DNA, which women have, they like got 11 million times more than men that they don't even have it. Uh, <laughs> the extra chromosome? Yeah. I, I, where did that extra chromosome go? Um, That's the extra one. Well, the cyborgs <laughs> are taking care of that. The Illuminati cyborgs. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, don't forget, I mean, yeah. Illuminati cyborgs, they're all clones of George Soros, and that's where it's really going. <laughs> who Who is doing all this? Like, who? Um, who well, you know, uh, Bohemian Grove. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah, Ken, Kenny Pick Sr. says, WTF in the chat. Well, if if you think it gets, if you if you think that was stupid, stupid, yo, you don't even know what stupid is. It's about to get all stupid up in here. I mean, he, uh, it's this is the dumbest Alex Jones audio I think I've ever recorded. I mean, because you know, it, it's not really about transgenderism; it's about cyborgs, cyborgs. Cyborg. What do you just tell that to somebody I mean, with a, a fucking prosthetic know what limb? Any of these words mean. I mean, no, I'm, I'm not doesn't. a scientist. <laughs> at least a bio, you know, scientist, but I have a pretty good idea what most of these words are, and he, he does not. <laughs> yeah. he, he thinks a chromosome is is his what's on his bumper. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I, I think we we have a clip. We have a clip here for you. Huh? You keep using the horn. I don't think it means what you think it means. Nah, this is true. So, all right, so, uh, okay, now listen to me. Use some more words that I don't understand. I made the joke a few <laughs> weeks ago you know, that there's hundreds of new sexual preferences, and Facebook recognizes 50. So I said, will I get in trouble if I don't know the LGBTQTZ, L394, QQZ45, ABCDQFP? Oh, shut up. It actually came out in the news this week that people are saying it's this big, long thing, and if you don't know that, you're hateful, and you've got to add each new group to it. And I'm just like, they got groups of people that want to have sex with cars. I'm to know what that group's <laughs> no, called. No, they you don't. You look up the name of the day, They Zach. don't. They and don't. And they My mother of the car. Alex Jones says gay men want to break into your garage and have sex with a car. <laughs> Nothing about gay men. Nothing about <laughs> sex with... It was all about, as they add all these new things and make us accept it, 
Like this woman wants to be blind. We pour Drano in her eye and the taxpayer pays for her to live oh with a woman. Oh my God. Are we going to put that on there too? Well, it's, it's happened. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, no. None of that has happened. None of that has <laughs> happened. happened? Where, where did that happen? That it, it never happened. Again, you mentioned oh. my, my mom, the car, my mother, the car. Uh, my mother, the car. Yeah. Do you think that if Alex Jones ate a Tide Pod, he might become normal i think he might rain i think that's probably <laughs> the best so. advice i'm into that that's uh that that, that that would be that, that'd probably clear up whatever he has real quick uh so you know better <laughs> yet rain i think i think he should eat five do five as a suppository and also mainline another five <laughs> and then smoke 20 and that would probably cure Alex Jones of all things that ail him. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe come back as Obama. So, oh. Thanks, Obama. Uh, so, <laughs> oh. All right, last one. Or last one. Just like, damn you, karma. Damn you, karma. Last one on this this uh, argle bargle onslaught of words Alex Jones doesn't understand and lies that he's just making up on the fly. Um, here you go. And it'll be like the national religion to go L3Q943, ABCQ, PBLVQ543, Z92, dot, 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 34Q5974. I mean, it's just brutal <laughs> mental illness, but it's how you destroy a civilization. I'm telling yeah, you, it's like the South Park episode. You go sure. have them, you know, put a fake blowhole on top of your head and a fin on the back. You're not a, you're not a dolphin. You're not a penguin. And there's males and there's females. And then there's genetic mutations of hermaphrodites. And we're not attacking hermaphrodites. The point is, is that it's happening to the animals, too. So we're going to talk about the plan to end humanity. There it is, LGBT. They, they found it. LGBT. Act was pushed for LGBTQQICAPF2K. I told you it'd be something like that. You can't make this up. And that's in oh, major you can, and you did. With the president there saying uh, yeah, people yes. kind. I mean, this is an assault on biology. Uh, what? Anyway, so all of that made zero sense, but it inspired me to make this little clip from Star Wars. Uh, everybody, uh, here you go. I am C-3PO, human cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart. L3Q943, ABCQ, PBLVQ543, Z92, dot, 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 three, four, Q, five, nine, seven, four, you know. There you go. So. <laughs> we need to end that with Bob's semi... With Bob's... Oh, se se uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're right you're right oh, so Lord. all right well, well we'll try it again we'll try it again uh rain that is a brilliant idea uh so we'll we'll go back and we'll, we'll revisit that yeah, because right that is that. that is a complete victory uh for for alex jones i think uh, i am c3po human cyborg relations and this is my counterpart l3q943 abcq pblvq543 z92 dot 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 three four q five nine seven four you know <laughs> oh that's that's a that's a classic that's a cl there's a yeah. classic right there. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so i had a, a brilliant idea you know how they have all those videos on youtube of like different voice voiceovers on top of darth vader what if they did the same thing except for r2d2 they uh, overdubbed uh alex jones <laughs> uh -huh.
What do you think you're doing, R2? Lizard people ate my balls! You know? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Are these the droids you're looking for? These are not the droids. (laughs) Alex Jones is not the droid you're looking for. Uh, (laughs) All right. We got to wrap things up. And, you know, and Kat, I'm sorry. If if it had been serious at all, uh, I would have had you on but uh you know to discuss this but it was it's just so goddamn stupid that you know i i figured it would be insulting (laughs) to to ask you um so uh but anyway let's go ahead and uh uh get to mad libs real quick these are going to be super fast they're almost completely filled out we're going to run a couple minutes over but not too too long mad libs folks i'm as mad as hell and i'm not gonna take this anymore this is madness don't get mad get mad libs Oh, God bless Matt Libs. All right, here we go. Um, we'll go uh, alphabetically tonight. Uh, Bobber, can you give me an adverb, please? Um, swimmingly. Swim- like swimmingly upside down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and let's see. Uh, Joe, a type of sport. Curling. Oh, you know, it. I like it. Uh, rain, a silly word, plural. Silly word. Oh, God, this is so hard. That's a silly said. word, plural. Hmm. Um, I know we're supposed to kick numb under the pressure. A oh. silly word, plural. Um, do you want to pass and do the next one and I'll, I'll go to somebody yes, else? With, yes. Uh, uh, a language. Oh, a language. Yeah. Trump. Trumpanese. Trumpanese. Trumpies. Trumpanese. All right, Bobber. Uh, we'll we'll go back to silly word plural. Uh, you got one for that? Um, Murgatroids. Oh, heavens to Murgatroid. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Megatroids. There we go. And uh, Joe, a number. 42. All right. Rain, um, a male conservative Republican talk show host, whatever. Right winger. Male right winger. A male right winger. Yeah. Roger Stone. Roger. Oh, man, that pinhead. Uh, that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe, uh, a female right winger. Laura Ingram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Chris Lavoie, like Chris Lavoie always used to say on the Stephanie Miller show. <laughs> She's going to make some yeah. guy's life really long. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bobber in occupation, please. Zamboni driver. <laughs> mm, all right. That is a great occupation, actually. And I think we just got a couple more left. And what's really exciting about this is it's... um. 
Oh no, is that all? That's all. Oh no. Oh. Oh no, no, no. Two more. Yeah, two more. Um and uh and uh, no, Bobber, you haven't had one of these yet. Uh uh right wing female. Kelly 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 Kelly. Uh K <laughs> K A C CAC. That's that's an easy one. <laughs> and Joe, uh, you get the last one for the evening. An adverb, please. Who's that? I was busy hacking up. Joe, a Joe, you're off the <laughs> hook, Rain. Don't worry. Likely. Likely. All right. All right. So this is very fun because, in the spirit of the Winter Olympics, I, f I literally flipped through my big fat tablet of Mad uh, Libs here. The, the 50th anniversary edition and I flipped to figure skating <laughs> oh. so <laughs> figure skating is the uh, the Mad Lib here uh, tonight uh, and we have one more after this but uh, here we go figure skating as a crowd of more than 19,000 herpes sores filled into the likely designed <laughs> auditorium, Kellyanne Conway, our porn skating champion, went through her warm-up organ recital. Oh. 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 Which yeah, organ? She, she works that organ. Yeah. For for the first time in her copious life, the champion felt frightened and disgusting. As the music began, the champion took a dank breath, soothed the ruffles of her pimple, and started to twitch. <laughs> Sounds pretty accurate. <laughs> Sounds pretty accurate so far, really. I could, I could visualize this. Yeah, I, yeah. I actually I have like a mind image. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very vivid yeah. here. Uh, just, yeah. as, just as she feared, when it came time for her most stinky jump... <laughs> A, tri <laughs> a, tri <laughs> a triple haggis. She oh, no. oh no! She oh. lost her balance and landed with a thump on her liver. <laughs> so. Oh, she was doing an organ recital. She was. She was. <laughs> yeah. She stood up bravely. Haggis does involve organs. And it's stinky. Um, yeah. She stood up bravely, brushed the ice off her mud flap. <laughs> <laughs> and finished her nauseating routine. The crowd gave her a five-minute standing burp. <laughs> even, though she, even though she realized she had lost the competition, she knew she had won the hearts and bladders of every pustule in the auditorium. There we go. That was brilliant. Wow, that was perfect. That, that, was, that was nice. That, that fitter, too. You know, really, yeah. It, sure. Yeah. All right, sure. so here, here we go. I hear there's going to be a movie called I, Kelly. Oh, God. Please, no. Uh, so, uh, my Tanya joke. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. See, there you go. I, I, that's right. I forgot about that. All right. Uh, here we go. Last Mad Lib, our yearbook, which is kind of fitting because I just watched a big National Lampoon uh, documentary and that um, that uh, biopic they did on Netflix, which was fun. Uh, here we go. Our yearbook. On the last day of school, our draconian yearbooks came out. Everyone yelled, boo, and I vomited to grab one. <laughs> when we danced it, we couldn't believe how swimmingly it came out. 
It was filled with pictures of our curling team and the Murgatroids. <laughs> the tr- <laughs> the Trumpanese cl- the Trumpanese club and our school marching band, the Merkins. Oh nice. no. There were 42 pages devoted to homecoming where Roger Stone and Laura Ingram were named King and Zamboni Driver. <laughs> <laughs> there were even there were even snapshots of our warped <laughs> of our warped head legal counsel at Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> I put that one in. Uh, after Rain mentioned it, after we finished, uh, after we finished masturbating through all the cool barf bags, oh. everyone grabbed. That's gonna be messy. Everyone grabbed pens so we we could crap one another's books. I oh, si- you'll never get that stain out. I signed. Okay, here we go. Here we go, folks. This is the last line. I gotta get ready. I signed so many waste baskets, I thought my penis would fall off. Don't save penis in this house! There you go. There was. How, are you, sign- How are you signing those <laughs> waste baskets? Very carefully. <laughs> I I hope so. <laughs> got an ink pad? Tonight. You got you an ink in that thing? <laughs> Don't save penis in this you house! You just get an ink pad, you press it in there, and... Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> oh, that would burn, burn, burn. Well, if you get the non-toxic kind of ink, it's all right. You just, oh, you know, okay. you, you, you dip it, and then you're like, you know, yeah, just put it. In. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you could you could short something out with that thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Game over, man. Game over, man. Oh, Game yeah. over. Yeah. <laughs> no. No children for you. Oh. <laughs> like it's a bad thing. <laughs> All right. We got to wrap things up. Uh, uh, parting shots. Uh, Rain, would you like to go first tonight for parting shots? I do. All right. So a little while ago, Preet Barrera, who was, you know, the former attorney that Trump fired. Yeah. He put out the most glorious hashtag. Release the memo. Oh, wow! Yes, and of course he's talking about the. And that's referring to the Democrats, the Democrats' letter that Trump is not going to release. So I just want everybody to retweet the hell out of it. Release the memo. Well, it was ten pages with no pictures, so Trump probably still has to read it. Yeah. Um, I still think that's brilliant. There was no connect the dots uh, hippopotamus in it, so. (laughs) (laughs) Trump is looking for hungry, hungry hippos. Yeah, he is one. Um, (laughs) He thinks it's a biography game. Sure, just put roll the cheeseburgers up into balls and roll them around, and I'll eat them. Um, So, (laughs) anyway, uh, anything else, Rain? Before we we go, release the memo. Yeah, and Resistor Sisters coming up too. Good discussion. Lots of fun topics. Not fun topics. Good serious topics. Um, And uh, but uh, you know, and it was great. Michelle was on the show as your guys' first guest as well. So, uh, all right, Joe, what's your parting shot, sir? Uh, well, I, I just wanted you to know that, uh, this week's clown car, um, I have to give you some credit for it. 
Who, because, me? Uh, you came, yeah, you came up with the idea unwittingly in our production chat. Oh, nice. When we were when we were trying to figure out what TP was, I said oh. travel plans. <laughs> you said talking points. Mm-hmm. And then you said theme parks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Well, I I I found out that the the Pentagon, you know, they're trying to get Trump his parade. And they decided to make make him a whole theme park, so he'd have a parade sure. every day. <laughs> Get a bounce house on on the rose garden. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna, <laughs> yeah, we're gonna actually. The clown car has got exclusive interview with the the person who has the theme park all set up and sure. ready to go. I'm sure that's yes. just about as exclusive as that audio I had for uh, tonight about, you know, Trump walking. Up <laughs> right. Yeah. So. I think we have the same source. I'm pretty I think sure. So. I'm fairly certain that is accurate. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So. so you you get you get you you get uh, you get credit for uh, for the idea. All right. The, uh, well, I'm 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 honored to be an inspiration. <laughs> Trump land. Trump land. Trump world. Uh, so Trump land is on the west coast, and Trump world is on the east. Coast, world right? is right. Okay. <laughs> All right. In Florida. <laughs> so when bar- sing- which one's at Gitmo? Actually. Which one's at Gitmo? So. Uh, <laughs> so when That's- we sing it's a small world after all, we're really talking about Trump's penis? Yes. Oh, okay. see, now you could have. Don't say penis in this house! Well, I, I greatly look I forward know, I to that. I could have said hands. I know, I know. But no, g- uh, yeah, very good, Joe. I'm looking forward to that. And thanks, Tim, for hanging out, too. Uh, and, uh, of course, you can hear the Tim Carmel show uh, after the Tuesday live show of Turn Up the Night, 10, 15 uh, p.m. Eastern. And uh, and I do I, I listen and hang out in our chat room and talk to everybody and uh, uh, make uh, jokes and, and chat up and tell Tim what a great show it is and stuff. And um, uh, and everybody should join in. Uh, but last but not least, tonight on the program, um, Mr. Bobber in D.C. Uh, I should give you your. Uh, uh, oh wait, where's my? Here it is, Victory Bobber. Fi- final parting shot, Bobber. Well, after seeing the uh, <clears throat> the mango merkin flapping in the breeze, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that maybe there's there's some there's a cottage industry here to be made with uh, with merkin adhesive. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so that that may be something I'm going to be looking into. So you know I've got that going for me. That's good. Yeah, that's a, yeah that's a great goal. Although <laughs> I know you like mango merkin, I prefer marmalade mud flap myself. So uh, maybe it could be a whole line of products though. You know, there could be, you could have glue, you could have adhesive, you could have staples, you could have like screws and thumbtacks, mm. you know? I, I think, yes, yeah, a good four or five inch bolt, I think would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, or like <laughs> Frankenstein bolts right in the neck. You know? <laughs> I was thinking right straight through the back of the cranium, but you know. Sure, yeah, big old carriage bolt just fired in there with a, a, a an air gun. You know, like like they use on cows in the slaughterhouses. Oh uh, yeah, no no country for old men. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
dark turn for parting shots. Anyway, oh, we, yeah. we re- uh, Joe usually does that, but here we go. Bobber yeah. cutting his teeth here. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go ahead and wrap things up. Stick around, everybody, for uh, Resistor Sisters in about a minute and a half. And, uh, of course, I'll be spinning some tunes at midnight Eastern on The Night Show. And listen to all the other fine programs here. Join us Tuesday, 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Indie Media Weekly for uh, lots more news, laughs, and opinions on Turn Up the Night. See you later. That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) 